0: Our story begins with war, a clashing of gods so destructive that nearly two-thirds of the population would not survive. They call this time the Calamity. In an effort to escape the decimation of the surface world, five families took refuge in an isolated area of the Underdark, drawn in by the innate well of magical power only to find that they were not the only ones drawn to the magic, and the denizens of the dark would not let it go so easily. War waged both above and below. Until a device was crafted, an accumulation of five crafts bound as one to push back the evils of the darkness from whence they came. Now, centuries have passed, and a city has been forged in total isolation from the world above, and as such, the Nameless City has known peace. However, nothing good ever truly lasts, and the darkness has always promised to come back. Now faced with the resurgence of evils long since put at bay, three champions must rise tasked with gathering an army strong enough to push back the darkness once and for all. These unsuspecting heroes must brave the world of the surface and the unknown dangers that lie in wait, in order to save their city, their people, and any hope for the future that remains. Jazara Telena, a half-drow gloomstalker ranger, tasked with the protection of her companions and burdened with a dangerous curiosity for the unknown world above. She hunts the darkness with arrows more precise than the morals that dictate her aim.
1: Ashakel, a dampier, twilight cleric who walks the fine line between knowledge both sacred and forbidden. Under the caring eye of the moonweaver and the otherworldly gaze of haunting red glow of the moon Brutus, she tows the line of darkness and light to bring forth the magic of twilight.
2: Valkaria Nycor, a tiefling shadow sorceress, coalesced from arcane shadows and carved from the frozen flames of the deepest pits of the Nine Hells. Youth and duty clash within as the world before her unfolds.
0: Hey y'all. Hey y'all. It's Misty. It's Ani. And Aaron. And we're back with another session of the Nameless City Campaign. Woo! Alrighty, so the last we left off, the um, party had some difficulties in some moral quandaries. Conundrums. Yeah, as uh, they were uh, searching for the cure for the Frozen Woe illness. And uh, as they t- were digging around in Saul's vault through his many, many many doors full of mysteries horrors weirdness and sometimes just zombies and uh as they were going through there valkaria had some particular uh moral questions that were posed to her throughout her digging through corpses stealing heads trying to hide said heads (laughs) horrifying asha by stealing the heads learning she was going to use them to try and make a golem by stealing body parts um which asha of natural reaction didn't take well and uh <laughs> did have to spend a bit of time by herself in a hallway and uh which was uh you know honestly very understandable <laughs> to which zara took it upon herself to have a uh heart to heart with valkaria about the dangers of really getting into some dark and morally questioning magic. uh, To which uh, the party learned that the last person that Jazara knew who questioned the boundaries of moral magic was her mother before she disappeared. And Valkaria, after having gotten caught in a series of strange lies to the party, uh, did agree that if she wanted to try anything strange or new, she would tell them first. As they were willing to be supportive of her adventuring through different kinds of magic, so long as the party remembered to stick together. And the new guys really just scarred Orvo for life.
3: Mm-hmm. Just,
0: just poor Orvo. Like there's that man spent the whole of last session with his like crossbow in one hand and his axe in the other, and just staring, wondering whether he's going to have to shoot a zombie or you.
1: So someone in the party, yeah, pretty much. It was a little touch and go there the whole time.
0: Yeah, he—he's really—he started out really curious about the culture and the ways of like the Underdark and things like that. And by the end of this, he's (laughs) no—he doesn't want to go there. He has no more questions. He has no more interest. He is just wondering if the next body that Valkaria tries to harvest will be his. (laughs)
1: <laughs> he's just ready to go home and never talk to these people again
0: and after digging around through Saul's vault you guys found quite a few interesting things were attacked by even more interesting things and were turned into even more curious things uh, Valkyria dragon and Valkaria plant so then again yeah. Valkaria didn't get turned into a dragon she just believed she was a dragon so which trying to was... flap
2: her non-existent wings and fly mm-hmm.
0: She just walked around on all fours, flapping her arms and screeching. So, you know, <laughs> as, as one does under the effects of the wild magic of Eisel cross So, eventually, the party did manage to find, after going through a, a long series of corridors of doors and uh, fighting some interesting things, they found the cures to the frozen sick illness, in which they took a giant chest full of it and uh, decided they, to fuck Saul's vault. Uh, they're done with that and to move on with their lives, hoping to make it back to the ships. And back to pale bank as soon as possible.
2: Goodbye. So,
0: yeah, they were they were ready just to be done with Saul's fault, like and the just the weird <clears> shit <throat> that has happened in there. Um, and for anybody uh, interested, I have condensed the Wild Magic table into a table of just what they have not rolled so far, and there are, I believe, fourteen. Uh, things you guys haven't rolled so far. Okay. So of which does contain my my top two. Oh yeah, my top two. So um and uh luckily there these are going to go uh you guys have rolled one that leads into another one that's still on here, which I was hoping that's the way it would go. So that'll be mm-hmm. that'll be interesting as as it happens. Um but well, yeah. we're not out of ISO Cross yet. You're not, so that's uh chaotic for you. Fun for me. So, um, but the party at this point, you guys were, had, uh, finished up with the Saul's vault, you'd found the, uh, the cures and you'd pack them up. You guys kind of divided them between yourselves. So everybody had like, you guys kept a bunch of them in the chest. So you guys could just have a chest full of them. Um, which we but, put in my yeah space yeah you that is mm-hmm. in uh, a extra dimensional yeah. space but you all each have like a couple yeah, vials of it yeah, on yeah. you and you also gave some to uh Orvo. Orvo. i believe you mm-hmm. gave him like one or two yeah um which he appreciated because he wanted to give one of them to the buyer in order to see if like he could get it you know like mass produce it uh to help uh, other people from like not having this problem yeah either, because the frozen woe is something that is not unknown. It, it doesn't happen all that often, but it is, it does happen often enough that people do come across it. So you, you do think that maybe like more than just a, like, cause you guys were in his vault of, of where all of this stuff was. And there was just, just chests of yeah. full of it. And it was just like this huge room, just full of rows and rows and rows of it. And so like anybody could come and just start an epidemic of massive proportions at any given point. So uh you guys decided to uh close and uh do your best to bar the door and hopefully nobody else will be crazy enough to come in there but it doesn't look like anybody has to worry about uh fural soul coming out so because he seems very occupied in his own business and himself so
2: his undead self yes
0: his undead self and he is aware that he's undead which is really strange um but you guys finished that up probably about mid-morning ish because you guys took a rest and everything like that and you decided to take off and uh because you guys got to the vault and ended up kind of like working through the night to get through everything so you guys probably worked through the night and you left probably mid-morning um and with the plans to camp for part of the day and uh probably for the rest of the night once you put a little distance between you and this creepy ass place so (laughs) you guys uh travel you're headed back um orvo is in the lead you guys are just booking it as much as possible to try and get back to um where the boats are waiting for you and uh, the Rem-
2: running towards safety
0: yeah the the you guys are just kind of booking it trying to get back to the river with the crew um it'll take you a couple of days you know that to get back there especially because you're gonna have to uh, go kind of like up and around away from the cult that you guys ended Mm -hmm. up inadvertently running into so he's going to take you guys up a little ways and then down around just to make sure you're widespread avoiding them because at this point you kind of get the idea that they might be looking for you just based on what happened when you guys left and like disturbing the dragon and everything that's there and having to fight your way out of the city so um, its
1: mask sorry
0: yeah you did steal its prized possession and, and uh which you learned was linked to the dragon tiamat which uh the dragon in uh the cult of the worm seemed to be really insistent was coming back so that's a little bit of a, a worry for you guys so orvo has told you that he's going to take you guys up probably by about a like Probably in like a steep northwesterly direction uh, to try and go up and then come back down and around. So that way you guys could avoid what was probably a frantic search for the party. So um, as you guys travel, you'll be doing not only um, nature checks and perception checks, but you're also going to be doing stealth checks the closer you get to where the Tomb of the Worm is so that you guys can try to avoid any patrols and things like that as you go.
2: I love how it's the tomb of the worm, and all I can think about is the worm from *Quarter Thorns and Roses*. <laughs>
0: so probably wide. about the same nope. size, though. To be fair, so less less mud, though.
2: <laughs> less mud, more, more ice. ice.
0: Less more mud, ice. less mud. Um, so you guys have left. Um, and is there anything particular that you guys think you want to do, um, on your way? through this i do know that uh, aaron you and i have talked about having asha train with jazara in the morning or at least at some point to get her physical strength score up Mm -hmm. so if that was something that asha wanted to broach with jazara we could work through that too and uh begin that and uh, because as you go and like you level up uh we talked about adjusting your strength score if it was something that you had asha do like on a regular basis it's like starting to like work out and train with jazara and stuff like that so that Mm -hmm. uh in the future if you wanted to multi-class into certain things you could do that so um but uh yeah so you guys are gonna i'm gonna have you guys start rolling me one of you will roll me a nature check the other one you're gonna is going to roll me a perception check whoever rolls the uh, nature check can have Mm. advantage because Orvo's going to I be.
1: have a plus five perception and a plus one nature. I'll do nature. I got plus two.
0: Okay, go for it. So, so advantage for nature? Yes.
2: 23. Non-natural 20.
0: OK. So you guys spend your first day. Uh, it's light, and you just kind of want to push it as far as you can. You're tired by the time you get out, because you did like go through the vault through the night. And stuff like that. And uh, while you did get a chance to rest, you didn't get it, like, you didn't take a long rest while you were in there. So you guys go, you made, managed to get like a really good pace behind you. You're, you're gung ho, you're ready to go. You don't really see anything that uh, worries you. And, uh, you, Orvo, as he guides you guys through this, is able to take a bit of a shortcut just to kind of like, um, you avoid some of the mountains to the north, and you avoid uh, getting too close to the cold to the south. So you make really good progress. Um, and uh, you'll set up camp now. It's, as it gets darker, you'll set up camp for the evening. And uh, as you—the the snow is, like, the, the weather's good. It's calm. There's a lot of snow, but at the same time, like, you're, you're not fighting the elements. You manage to find some, like, uh, rock outcroppings, and you guys can start uh, setting up a camp. All right.
3: Okay. <clears throat> um, How gosh. many
0: trinkets does Val
2: have? She's got the lobster cage.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: She and has the bone or the tooth bracelet me- necklace?
0: You do have a uh, tooth bracelet. Bracelet. And a um, piece of the lobster trap. You've got some spices. A slew of books. You've got a stone in the shape of a egg that has like a geode the purple
2: geode right oh there it is 19 gold found it
0: and you have a jasper ring okay (laughs) can i use can i turn that ring into the thing i told you about (laughs) uh you do not have that ability to turn a regular item into a magic item that would have you have something you have to pay somebody to do to do okay like a magical blacksmith to do okay you could use that ring for that purpose of like holding on to it in the future and getting somebody to do that for you. Um, uh, but that is not something you yourself are able
2: Okay. Um Val wants to have wants to start having a ritual every morning and every night, like right before she goes to bed and right as soon as she wakes up. Um, like to meditate and like Okay. Tune to her, her crystal, so she wants to put her crystal in front of her okay. and put um her uh, the lobster crate the bone bracelet and the ring Uh around it and like kind of like imbue them with like whatever feelings she's feeling and just kind of hone like just hone into those for like half an hour right before bed and right as soon as she wakes up okay
0: we can do that that's great we'll do that and uh that can be something that valkaria starts to do and uh, as you start to like focus on your crystal and uh really just start to concentrate like on your magic and uh kind of starting to get like a feel of the magic around you and uh like the new ma- types of magic on the surface so yeah is there anything uh a particular asha would like to do uh orvo is by the way he's like starting a fire and like everybody's helping to like start set up camp and unroll bed rolls and things like that
1: asha's a little tired from the the day but she does want to broach the subject with um with jazz like to start training and um in the morning she's going to sleep tonight, and then she'll start (laughs) training in the morning, um, before they head out, um, you know, just some, like, simple stuff to get started, you know, and then, like, uh, sure. But, obviously, she's gonna need to build, because Calisthenics! Oh, fuck Fuck that. Pretty sure she's been doing calisthenics, just (laughs) running around? Yes. (laughs) Unwillingly. Walking up walls? Yeah, well, that's just, she was born that way, but, you know,
0: um, but she needs some, she needs some help <laughs> yeah um you kind of like uh asha kind of like approaches jazara maybe while you guys are setting up or, or right after you guys finish and you're starting to like all sit together and things like that and jazara's mm-hmm. just like i can help you do that if that's something you want to if you want to start working on we can start uh in the morning obviously because mm-hmm. uh, today's been a lot something yeah 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 yeah
1: and- and Asha kind of wonders why she never asked Jazz to, you know, do anything before because she didn't need it before. This is true, but even but even before on on this on this journey of insanity. <laughs> but maybe like, because it feels like we've gotten to a point where things are like we've accomplished something, but yeah. like before the rest
0: of the accomplishing, she's going to need some help. <laughs> she'll agree with you she's like you know i think up until this point we've just kind of been floundering just trying to hop from one task to the next and now we've gotten to a point where we're just kind of starting to realize that oh this could be a long-term thing that we're going to It's only gonna get harder because like we did all of this and yet we still have no army yeah And because we've been
1: gone at least a couple months, right, at this no, point? No, like,
0: two weeks. I two thought we weeks. were on the
1: boat for a lot longer than that. Oh, like, three bad. days.
0: You were on so the like boat for, like, you were on the boat for the first time you were on the boat. All of your water travel in total has been two weeks. So, okay. you were in Hale Bank for, like, Three plus days. You were in Serenia for a day or two, so it's probably been. You're probably hitting the the month, maybe like a couple days over the first month mark. So. Well,
1: because I mean, how long how long do we think that this whole thing took? Too like this is yeah.
0: It, it's been a few days. We've been we've like, been walk.
1: There was, yeah. walking, there was a few days walking. There was a few days fucking around. Yeah. There was a few days walking. Few days, say we've been gone a month and a half. Yeah,
0: yeah. We'll we'll say you guys have been. By the time you probably get back to the boat, you'll estimate maybe you hit the two months. Okay. Because you guys are gonna have to take like a couple of days That's to get back to go
2: around, yeah. So a yeah. long way around, yeah.
0: Yeah, so you guys are probably coming. You'll by the time you get back to the boat, yes, mate, maybe you'll hit the two month mark. So, but uh, it's been a lot, and you guys have gone through a lot. Jaz will be like, I think at this point we're just kind of realizing that the surface is a lot more dangerous than we expected it to be, and a lot more unexpected in ways that are just. I can't tell if it's strange strange or surface strange. So. It's
1: just
2: different and I don't know if I like it or not.
1: Oh, I definitely don't like it. <laughs> I like goosey. We have goosing too. Well there's that. But that's that's one thing out of the
0: myriad of things. Bunch of
1: bullshit that we deal with here.
0: That's true. Like to be fair, like we've all encountered a lot of a lot of trouble. We've almost died a couple of times at this yep. point, And uh you know, like, there's been some interesting points and some interesting people, but I think Asha's right. I think we need to do some training and try and uh, broaden our capabilities.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And she kind of, like, smacks uh, Asha on the shoulder. Not too hard, but, like, she kind of, like, smacks Asha on the shoulder. She says, I'm gonna put you through the boot camp training that I had to go through to be a guard. You're gonna hate (laughs) it. (laughs) Wonderful. Wonderful. She's don't worry, like, I feel well, like
2: she's going to drag me into this too, so it's
0: fine. Yes, Squishy, she is! Yes, she is. Yes. And uh, she kind of looks her, like, Jazara kind of looks around she's like, we don't have, like, weights, but you know what we do have a lot of? Let me guess, rocks? Books. Books. Okay. We can tie books together. And I'll make you guys carry those. Or lift those. Do you really
2: have... think you're going to get Asha to tie her books and use them as weights? Some of those books are whack. We can let them. You're Talking about my books, aren't you? Yeah,
0: Jazara <laughs> does just kind of look at you like she's right, though. Like, let's, let's be honest. Whack, we'll start with we'll start easy and we'll work our way up to things. We'll do what we can while we're on the move through a bunch Whack. of because well. to be fair, the first three times,
2: Asha.
1: Nah, I don't think you did.
0: Jazara <laughs> G- shares a look with Orvo that is like parents looking at misbehaving children and just like sharing a look and just like that's your kid and, like no that's your kid and so <laughs> yeah it's definitely the very embodiment of that and it just that's a look that passes between the two of them for a minute it's just like yeah and then Jazara's like oh no wait those are my kids I have to yep. deal with
3: that <laughs>
0: so mm-hmm. which she doesn't say anything unless physical violence comes into play and then she'll do something because it's just like, let them work it out. It's training. It's strength training. It's she training. Said, she says, one of the things we can work on is we'll work on, like, your guys' physical fighting capabilities, too. She said, because magic is nice, but as we've learned here, it's kind of
3: weird. Whack. and
0: Yeah, <laughs> whack. So we need to work on your guys' physical training capabilities, too, which, Valkyria, I will be dragging you into. Yay. And uh, that means we're all going to fight. So... And I'll teach you guys how to take care of yourselves, and a little, well, and a little more thoroughly than you do without magic. So,
2: father will be so pleased, and mother will be so angry. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> I think that's more of the reason to do it. So, I'm in. Cause no I offense to your mother, but I, I don't think she's ever gotten her nails dirty.
2: No. And Val looks at her nails, her claws. Just yeah, no. <laughs>
0: Curiosity, does Valkaria ever paint her claws? I haven't
2: thought about that. Knowing yeah, her, she probably just tried to dye them.
0: Yeah. Like, use different kinds of paints and stuff like yeah. that. And uh, maybe patterns like on your horns and things like that, too. So Anything
2: he... to, to just annoy her mother and watch her dad go, Yuck. yes!
0: There was a teenage phase for Valkaria, definitely, where she was like painting wild things, like on her horns and her her claws. Was? Yeah. yeah. It was like more of like that teenage cringiness though, that when you look back on, you're just kind of like, okay. There's a classier way to do that. Yeah. it's just like, there's a, like, it's that early 2000s fashion (laughs) to us nowadays where you're just like, Uh. why was anybody's eyebrows that thin?
2: (laughs) Why were we wearing nylon? and plastic
0: low-rise jeans Ugh. evil they evil i mean i just got through being in the store the other day where i saw that that trend of like the white t-shirt and then like you have a black vest over it oh my god that was or like no. a little
1: camisole over it yeah
0: i swear to god everything well, you wear like-, like a
1: sweater and like a dress over it
2: mm, yeah <laughs>
0: it's just like or you wore a long sleeve shirt put a t-shirt over it like a graphic tee over it yeah yeah the early 2000s uh, or the the late 2000s and the early like 20 teens was layers yeah that was the fashion
2: It was layers that was layers.
0: It was layers and low-rise jeans, and nobody can figure out why. So, my mm-hmm. favorite
2: thing that like the the outfit that I had chosen for myself for my sweet sixteen at Disneyland was my flare pants,
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, my men's long-sleeve white button-down, and over that I wore my Gryffindor shirt with my eyeliner.
0: Yeah, no, that that <laughs> sounds very on point for for that period of time. <laughs>
1: it's so disappointing
0: no just
1: not surprised (laughs) yeah i I, I don't mean that in in the way it's uh, like in that horrible way it's just like that sounds right sounds Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i do
0: very specifically recall wearing cargo pants which was another thing and graphic t-shirts so in eighth
2: grade i like all of eighth grade was my i want to wear boys clothes It was your Avril Lavigne phase. It was my Avril phase, literally. It's what I only wore like loose shirts, men's shirt, uh, yeah, men's pants. Yeah, no,
0: that was I did that. I remember that was Mm -hmm. ninth grade, I think, for me, and I remember I wore
1: ties. Yes, yes,
0: we both were a little earlier.
1: I got annoyed with them though.
2: I never like. I just kept it loose, like I would just put it over my head and just went out.
0: I don't think I ever did the ties. I, Ani and I both, however, had a fedora phase. I had fedoras <laughs> I as well. I
1: one fedora. I think I had I owned, two. I, I wore it maybe twice. Men. I had like two fedoras.
0: I had so many.
1: <laughs> so
0: many.
2: I had wallet chains. I had a wallet chain. That was my Harry Potter one. And I, I carried used a I'm pocket like.
1: watch. I, ha- I had a pocket watch, but it was just, I left it in the house because it was actually like an antique one and I loved it no but it did not come out of the house but um yeah pocket wallet chains was a big one hmm wallet yeah. chains the spiked belts mm-hmm the studded belts mm-hmm. the seat belt belts the
2: chokers
1: <gasps> my seat belt belt yeah yeah
3: they still
2: they do how many seat belt belts they make now it's like oh, yeah they do make them.
0: a lot of them. Uh, so if you walk into hot topic it's just like a an hot topic
2: belt spencer belt. all of
0: it yeah mm-hmm. Oh yeah i remember all of those so, do you guys remember the giant bejeweled belt buckles that would like have your name on it i remember them i did not, ha- I had I did other- not have i one. had a i, had I didn't a have one either belt, buckle. But, like, yeah yeah i
1: don't have
2: any belt buckles i had a
1: heartogram belt buckle i had a death bat belt buckle mm-hmm. Bit, bit bit
0: just well, yeah uh, weird turn uh, we went from setting up camp and talking about exercising for combat purposes to, to fashion. so
1: can uh, figure out where we went wrong what was the jumping off point valkaria's
0: claws painting her claws
1: yes out. oh
0: so you guys um start to kind of like bunk in for the night and everything like that is there anything specific anybody would like to do before you go to bed You'll get a long rest, which I think I had you guys register already. But if you didn't, you can register long rest for your characters. Oh, okay. Okay. Anything else you'd like to do? Uh.
2: While, you know, Orvo and everyone is getting, like, food and stuff ready and then just kind of descharging for the night. Uh-huh. Is, now, uh, what is around Val plant-wise? Like, are there cones around
0: her? Are there... There's... You can probably find... You might have to walk, like, 20 or so feet to get to them. There's some pine trees. You could probably find some, like, pine needles, maybe a couple of pine cones here and there. But you kind gonna have to dig through some snow for them. But, Are there uh, icicles on the trees? No. No, it's all snow at this point. Damn. I feel like I just wanted a murder.
2: No, it wasn't a murder! I was trying to, trying to be some, do something cute. Like, I was gonna, like, light up... and just have them like float around while everyone makes dinner and stuff just kind of an ambiance thing
3: you
0: have a spell for that? I don't know, do I? do you? I I don't know, can't
2: I make these float around? I have the the, the minor illusion, I can do that
0: then minor illusion won't cast light I can't create like little light orbs? not in a way that would probably actively cause that's a spell, that's dancing lights, the spell Damn
2: it. Never mind. Val wants something cute that don't work. Ooh! I can finally use press Yeah. Can, can
3: I can I use
2: prestidigitation to make it smell like home? Like the fire is burning sure. and it smells like home. Yeah, yes. yeah, you can do that. I will do that. Yeah, you can do that.
0: Yeah.
1: You want wild magic is what
0: you want. I mean that too. That is a uh So that won't uh, register oh. for that. But you kinda reach out. You're sitting there as, like, people are just kind of, like, doing their own thing. And, like, you know, Orvo's got the fire going and he's working on dinner and all that. And, you know, maybe uh Jizar is, like, cleaning off her arrows and stuff like that from the ones that she used. And, like, before she puts them back in her quiver. And uh, maybe uh, Asha's starting to read one of her books with myth. And you, you know, you're just kind of sitting there and after everything that's been going on, you just kind of miss home. So you just kind of reach into your magic and into your memory. And as you just kind of try to remind yourself of what home feels like and what it smells like and just that feeling of warmth of home. And as you do so, you kind of put your hands out and you cast Prestidigitation and it's less from the instinct of casting a spell than it is just from wanting to feel the comforts of home. Yeah. And as you do it, like it triggers this magic in you and as like the wind is kind of like going by and stuff like that, it's just there's this faint smell on the wind of like the tunnel that you guys used to hang out in and then you know, some of the smells of like from the marketplaces and things like that, of of the uh, the, the pillar that flight, you no, live in. Can I
2: can prestige also make noise, like
0: um, uh, I believe so. Like you can So like, you
2: know, okay Yeah, yeah. I'll let you do that. Like you hear like the jingling of the marketplace and stuff.
0: And it's just like this faint sound on the wind and for a yeah. moment, three of you just feel a little more at home. After all the stress of the day, it's just been a, it's been a lot for the last month or two. <laughs> so it's just, it's a nice relaxing comfort for home. It's uh, been a bit. And I will do, because that was really sweet for wanting uh, to think of, I'm gonna give you something called uh, the Dungeon Master's Inspiration. Okay. So one point in the future of your choosing you can roll advantage on any one roll and you will have that until you choose to use it okay
1: nice
0: make it count (laughs) so you guys kind of um bunker in and everything like that you're gonna settle in um orvo offers to take the first watch um who would like to take second watch Okay, Val's gonna take second watch, um, and Jazara can round it out with the third watch, and uh, Asha, who probably just needs rest, can just <laughs> sleep the whole night through. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just got her hand up before. I- <laughs> <laughs> She's Just like you know, you know, it, it's it's like mm-hmm. there's it's been a whole thing, so everybody kind of collectively agrees that Asha just needs some sleep, so they're just gonna let. She spent her a help. little too long in the hallway
1: for everybody's <laughs> liking. And she's just gonna pass the fuck out.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Myth is gonna sleep on her chest, and they're just gonna be snoring softly in the corner together. Yep. (laughs) Softly! Um... (laughs) Goodness.
0: So as you guys bunker down for the evening, I'll have uh, Orvo roll a perception check. He gets, like, a nine. But luckily for you guys, like, nothing happens. He just kind of, like... He sits there, and for the most part, like as everybody's like like starting to drift off to sleep, he just kind of sits there and stares at the fire. Mildly questions his safety and his life choices, but as he kind of like looks at the vial of the cure for the frozen sick illness, he's like, he thinks to himself, despite all of the the horror and the fright and the danger they've been in, like if he can get just the psychosis
1: of the girls.
0: And like the, the the mild fear that he has for his own life at any given moment now it, it's worth it if he can get this vial and this cure into the hands of somebody who could actually do something with it so he kind of like he's not paying that much attention to his surroundings but he, he does kind of like in his watch with a little more feeling of serenity and purpose so and he uh, eventually he'll go and he'll wake valkaria up but before uh you Now, Valkyrie, did you want to do your ritual before everybody bumps down? Or do you want to do it uh, and, like, get up about 30 minutes before Orvo's shift is done and then do it Right about before.
2: before Orvo's shift is done.
0: Okay. So you can do that. Uh, or you can wait, too, and, like, wake the next person up and then just do it for the 30 minutes into their watch, too. So it's literally yeah. what going right yeah. before bed.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do that one instead, right before okay. bed. So uh, Orvo,
0: he'll wake you up. Go ahead and roll me a perception check.
3: Perception.
0: Twelve. Twelve. You know, you don't really see anything. It's dark. There's a lot of stars. It's still kind of, like, you know, flabbergasting to look up and just see a whole sky with stars. You see, uh, Katha, the, the moon, uh, the regular moon up in the sky, and it's, uh, it's really big, and it's bright, and it's really nice to look at. It's not quite full yet, and then just, kind of, you know, a lot smaller and a, l- like, a little bit uh, further into the horizon, you can see the red moon of Ruidus out there, and uh, yeah, you just kind of enjoy a quiet night of ref- maybe a bit of reflection after everything that's happened in the past day or so, especially the talk that you had with both uh, Jazara and then with Asha, Yeah, yeah. and uh, just kind of... Just letting you know, sit- everything
2: process...
0: Yeah, just yeah, sit, contemplate, and uh, just kind of uh, let yourself settle after everything and that's happened so far. So, and uh, your watch, uh, watch comes to an end, and you can wake up Jazara, and then as Jazara gets up to do her watch, you can start with your um, ritual with your ritual. So you can, and uh, would you like to describe it to us? Um, okay.
2: So Val is just gonna sit probably under a. Under a tree, because she wants to have her back to something, because she's used to sure. it. Sit so under a tree. She'll put her crystal out in front of her, and she'll have her three objects around her. So she'll have the lobster... Uh, she'll have them in order from left to right of what... Of, like, like oldest... Like, the yeah, oldest in that item she's got to the newest one. Okay. So she's gonna do the lobster crate, the bone bracelet, the teeth bracelet, and the jasper rings. All of them. Okay. Like, in a pot. Okay. And then she's just gonna concentrate on her crystal and like can can val like not in I guess in b is the closest word i can think of but like as she's like you know honing into to the crystal and her own magic and whatever magic is out there and, like whatever she's feeling kind of gets put into those items
0: yeah so like you as you sit there you kind of concentrate and just like kind of it's more of like a mental exercise maybe than it is even a magical one but you just kind of Take all of the feelings that you've had, maybe even a certain type of feeling, and you just kind of focus it in one space and then yeah. just kind of let it go from you to try mm-hmm. as a way to try and like process what's been happening to let you. And then, let yeah, and then, and then your dress transforms into this beautiful blue ice gown, and <laughs> 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 your nasty hey.
1: traveling rags turn into an ice gown.
0: And then, and I suddenly, somehow,
1: and
2: from my horns disappear, I got blonde hair now,
0: yeah. But you just, just so want to scream from the purple. mountaintops, like it's just, <laughs> you make yourself you a just... frozen ice toilet, like you know. <laughs>
3: oh, and
0: uh, this whole adventure nice takes toilet. a takes a turn, takes a wild, yeah. weird turn. Um
2: But yeah, you know, she's just like... gonna focus on her like her feelings and stuff, and like just you know, yeah, put and... those feelings in certain objects and just like and keep them as her charms, like her external burdens, I guess you can call it, like her external emotions that she keeps on her staff in the charms.
0: Yeah. And you just kind of try to focus them and as a way to like process and let go and like, maybe just center yourself, not only just like as yourself, but center your magic a little bit because earlier, you know, with everything that had happened, you did experience your first like emotional surges. And uh, so you're starting to notice some of your magic behave a little more wildly than you're expecting it to. So you kind of try and find a way to like focus it in on yourself Mm -hmm. and make sure that you have as much control as you need over your magic. And also learning as your magic is starting to develop in interesting ways, kind of like trying to process and like feel that out too. So you take your your time, it takes you about half an hour as you go through it. By the time that you're done with it, you feel more like yourself, but a little more in control of what's happening to you, too. So, and more getting in control of your magic and your person, and a little more ready to just move forward. Take on the next okay. thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you bunker down as you pick up all your trinkets, and you, like, put them away. Uh, and uh, Jazara's watch, which uh, she got an 11, it's, it's pretty slow. She spends most of her time. Uh, she's cleaned her weapons and everything before she went to bed, and she just kind of spends her evening more plotting and planning than she does anything of like what she needs to do like she does think about like how she's going to train you guys and she really just kind of like spends a lot of her watch thinking about the mortality of everything and all of you and what's been happening and how close you guys have come to death many times and as she thinks about that she does like unconsciously kind of like scratch at the new scars that cross her chest in lightning patterns and uh she kind of, like, makes a, a promise to herself that she's going to train you guys to be stronger so that you nothing has to happen like that to any of you again, so. And uh, she kind of starts making some plans, so. And uh, while all of this is happening, Orvo's watch, and then Valkaria and Jasara's, Asha's sleeping. <laughs> Asha's relaxed. She's calm. Asha is dead as to the as world. As much as she can be. Being that and she is who she is. She has myth curled up beside her. She's snuggled deep into her very warm, like, bed roll. And as she's, you know, she's drifting off. She's resting. And then the dreams begin.
1: I kind of, as soon as she mentioned my name again, instead of, like, just going cut, cut to morning, I'm like, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> what dreams may come? Asha. You are drifting through a very peaceful nothingness as you as you sleep, and let her sleep. <laughs> it's a content feeling. It's a nice feeling, and the warm feeling that you have of being safe starts to give way to a almost like a thrumming noise. It almost sounds like a, a one of those big like taiko drums. It's beating like in the oh. distance and you hear it and yeah, it's and just this thrum- drumming noise. Well, there was a thrumming noise that gave way to taiko drums. Because <laughs> it was there was the, the silence of nothing. And then you slowly started to hear like a thrumming noise and then you started, all of a sudden you heard like a like a bang, like something hit a taiko drum, but it sounds very in the distance. And then it starts to get louder and louder and louder and this soft warm darkness around you. Suddenly there's like little bits of light here and there and you just, you realize you're standing. And as you look around at what it looks like complete darkness is these little lights just kind of like start to come into focus. And roll me a perception check.
1: Okay. A non-natural
0: 20. Okay. Uh, As you're looking out you realize, like, if you look up, it's the same inky darkness, these little lights that are slowly coming into view, and you look down, and you realize you're not standing on anything. And it's the same, and there's these little lights that are coming in to focus, and as you look at it, you realize why it looks so strange, is because you're looking in what almost looks like the night sky, but it is surrounding you. You're looking in space. And this noise, this thrumming, like, noises, that just kind of gets louder and then with it, the beat, this taiko drum-like beat, it gets louder and louder. It turns from a beating sound of like a drum into almost like something hitting like stone and like a cracking sound as it is. It hits over and over and over again. And as you're looking at this nothing, as you turn around and right behind you, so close to you you see the giant glowing red figure of the red moon ruinous and you are looking at it from a view of being in space and you're getting and you're suddenly your body's just like pulled closer and closer to it and you can't do anything about it and as you do you're you're just really sucked in close to it but you don't actually get into like the atmosphere you're looking at it from uh, so a bit of a distance And you notice out of the corner of your eye, there's a figure. She's a a small girl. Maybe she looks like she's about 12 years old. She's got bright white long hair. Her skin is almost as pale as her own hair, but it has like this little bit of a, like a lilac purple undertone to it. Uh, And she's wearing a little uh, white gown and she's facing away from you. She's facing the moon and Wrapped around her arms are these very bright gold-looking chains, and they cut off maybe about like five feet away from her. But the ends on both from both arms uh, are extended towards the moon Ruinous, and just as that registers to you because she's about maybe a hundred feet away from you, you're just suddenly just sucked in closer to her, and you feel your whole body jerk forward, and you're suddenly directly next to this little girl. And the closer you get to her, the louder this noise becomes. And I want you to do two things for me. I'm going to have you roll me another perception check, and then I'm going to have you roll me a religion check. Oh,
3: okay. Ooh,
0: fancy.
1: I've never rolled a religion check before. (laughs) Okay, perception is 23. Okay. And let's see how, what is, I don't even know what my religion, okay. Losing my religion. <laughs> okay, religion <laughs> is uh, eleven.
0: Eleven. Okay. Yeah. You. Uh, you look at this. This girl. And it's just so weird. She seems so familiar to you. Like you know her. You've never met her, but you know this girl. And as you look at her and like you look at the chains that are extended off of her and you realize that they're pointing towards the moon. And as you look at the moon, Ruidus, you can see what looks like thin lines of very similar gold as what's the chains that are hanging off of her are wrapped around this moon in various patterns Mm -hmm. as it circles over and they overlap over and over and over again. And you realize that this beat... This hammering, like drumming, beat is coming from Ruidus. It's coming from the moon, and mm-hmm. this little little girl is is next to you, and her hands are kind of extended out, and she's gripping into these chains as they're wrapped around her arms, and you get the sense that she is not chained to it; it is chained to her. Interesting. She does not turn her head, but you can tell her whole attention looks like it's focused on looking at this moon, but you kind of get this sense that her attention has shifted a bit to you. Mm -hmm.
3: Is
0: there anything you'd like to say in this moment of silence?
1: So many questions. Um, Say anything, do anything. But she's gonna, but Asha is gonna go for the most (laughs) intelligent thing that she can in this very strange circumstance and go, who are you? I'm and
0: you. you see this this little girl who looks like she's she's maybe like 12-ish. She doesn't turn to you but you can see a smile like curve her her mouth and uh, she says, "How do you not know me? I've been with you all your life.
3: But then again,
0: I've been with many people through many lives. Are you enjoying this space that is my domain? You've been working so hard lately. But unfortunately, what? the work is going to get harder. Harder? It's been pretty hard We've, so far. You've been doing very well to prove yourself. You really are a champion. Whether you know it or not. Whether you feel like one or not. But more challenges are going to come. And there's only so much that I can do. And you see, like, the chains on her arms get tighter. And she her body jerks forward just a bit as there's this loud, like, banging sound and she just kind of like it strains for just a moment before it eases again and she says things are getting more difficult this will not hold forever will you be ready if it breaks Asha's stunned
1: into silence on that one she's her mind is whirling trying to keep up with everything she's seeing she's like and it comes to her
0: are you the moon weaver and th- this as she's standing there holding these chains, for just a moment, she turns and she looks at you. And when you look her in the eyes, you realize her eyes are swirling galaxies where her, like, pupils would be. And she turns and she said, see, I knew you would know me. I knew you. I knew your ancestors. And maybe one day, you will know me too.
1: In a single tear, <laughs> of just overwhelmed, <laughs> and she, she's overwhelmed by the beauty, by the terror, by the what the fuck, <laughs> being the Moonweaver, and and just in a in a little bit of emotion, she says, "Please stay
0: with me, please." She smiles, and uh, the beating sound gets louder and louder, and it's almost hard to hear her as she says, I am always with you, Asha, and I have always been here, and I will continue to be here. But what happens next? The tasks you must complete, and the trials you must face, I will be there for you. But you will also have to be there for the world, because far more than your city rests on what you and your friends accomplish. And there's this loud, shaking, cracking sound. And you hear a snap, and one of those gold chains wrapped around Ruidas breaks. And you see it uh, disintegrate into like this sparkle of like golden light. And you see her body jerk forward. And she has, she strains really hard just to hold on for a moment. And through that strain, she focuses in, and you feel like all of her magic start to pour out of her and she starts to glow this very bright white light. And she says, the seal is breaking. It cannot be allowed to break free. You will be tested and you must succeed. Good luck to you, Asha Kel. I will be here when you need me. And just like that, you just get pulled backwards at just such a fast speed. And it almost feels like the fastest roller coaster you can imagine just yanking you directly back and you just feel the sudden slam as you're slammed back into your body and you jerk yourself awake you don't sit up but you just shake awake and you suddenly you're staring face to face with sir goosington was sitting on top <laughs> of you and he stares at you for a long long moment as he's sitting on top of you, and you're you're kind of shaky, you're kind of sweaty, and he's just focused on you with an odd amount of intensity, as he and seriousness for this for a goose, mm-hmm. and you there's just a beat, a long beat of silence, and then he sneezes in your face. <laughs> ah! <sighs> and she's wiping her
1: face dramatically. And goosey, why? And he
0: kind of was like, "Thought we were well, having was
1: him a of goosey."
3: Ah.
1: And she pets his head because at the end of the day, she still likes her her little friend, even if she has goose snot on her now. <laughs> you
0: reach out like with your left hand and you go to like pat Sir Goosington and he kind of like preens up a little bit as you like pat his little head, his little feathers Mm
3: -hmm. and as you
0: reach out you kind of like notice on your arm where was just blank skin before now etched in gold around your wrist look like these very very ornate chain links as they're linked together around your wrist
1: and she's ripping her shirt back trying to go oh my god it
0: was and it, 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 is, it is like embedded in your skin like a tattoo but it is a very obviously magically golden like ink that has been put into it and it glows for just mm-hmm. a moment and uh before it, the, the glowing settles and it looks like a normal I'll gold tattoo
1: and she's just like Wigging out silently, kind of flapping, kind of. What <laughs> are the, the rest of us awake or is it still night time? She hasn't figured out if you guys are awake or not.
0: You guys have all started to like wake up. Like maybe Orvo's still sleeping, and Jazara who has asleep, a yeah. last watch, is yeah. Uh, Orvo, who's sleeping a little further like away from Asha, uh, he's still sleeping. Uh, jazara has been awake because she had the last watch, and Valkaria uh, is sleeping like right next to you, so you could reach over and slap her if you wanted to. I'm surprised you. There you go. Slap! Ah! What? <sighs> what? Masha, you what? good? Jazz, come here. Jazzara will get up and just walk over like, what Jazz. the hell is going on? And also, when did what? Sir Goosington get here? Forget the goose right now. Look at her arm. Jazzara will look at your arm and she's like, I had a dream.
1: Uh, I, and the Moonweaver, and, and, and the, the Red Moon, and the Moonweaver, and now I have it. Wait, wait,
3: wait.
0: You what? got a dream tattoo? when did you it's, leave it's a real tattoo who I gave you know, a tattoo why didn't no one wake me up for my watch
1: you didn't have a watch why did sure. you get a dream
0: tattoo who gave you a tattoo uh,
1: and then so she's Was gonna, it just the dream it doesn't look like it does it no. and so is <laughs> going to very hurriedly very like broken you know like just like words spilling out tumbling out in, in just and you're going to have to make her stop and start and stop and start a few times to get her to... Because it's obviously not going to be coherent at this point. Just words. And she's just going to explain it to you at the way that it happened. And then... And then I woke up. And Goose. And Tattoo. Are you
0: telling me that you met the Moonweaver? Are you telling me a 12-year-old version of the Moonweaver gave you a tattoo? Huh, Are you what telling it's... me about the space? I guess! <laughs> the only way I can describe it. Jazara is like looking up at the sky squinting yet though she can't see Ruinous but like because it's daytime but she's just like okay. Val is
2: just Val is still sitting on the floor but she's scratching her head and like scratching at her horns with her claws going what? I don't know. It's very weird.
3: Wait what did the moon weaver
2: say
1: again? Champion? Challenges? What? Uh, What? And and Asha kind of repeats it, and 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 it still doesn't make any sense to anybody that's hearing it, and it's just kind of terrifying, but also like comforting that she says she's always going to be with me and has been with my family forever. But everything's about to get harder.
0: How can it get any harder? Great, <laughs> hey, that's what we needed.
2: Divine hey. intervention
0: to make things harder. Yeah. Great. Great. But at
2: least we know we have a goddess on our side.
1: We have a goddess on goddess. our side. My god, they have a goddess. <laughs> My goddess. Oh sweet Jesus! No, I guess that wouldn't
2: be Jesus. Oh, <laughs> sweet moon weaver. Sweet
1: moon weaver. I'm gonna need a minute to process. Okay. We have I- an army of one. <laughs> Yay! One. Hey, it's a, it's a, it's a big one. I wonder what your tattoos can do. Give me is a perception you... check. Yeah, that was going to be... <laughs> Let's see. Of course it's a shit one. Uh, it is a 15 total.
0: 10 okay. plus 5. You're staring at this tattoo, and it looks so much like the chains that were wrapped around the Moonweaver she was holding on to this force of Ruidus. And as you're looking at it, you notice on the, on the side that's facing like the, the more, more vulnerable mm-hmm. part of your wrist... The chain looks like it has a crack in it.
1: Oh please, God!
0: How many chains does she have? Uh, Moonweaver. Mine? Yeah, like tattoos. Asha, she chain. just has one. It's like a bracelet almost. Oh, okay, okay, just one. Circles okay. your wrist, yeah. It has a crack in it, and you were reminded of that the chain. That can't be chain. good. Can it? Yeah, you're reminded of the chain that Probably broke not. while you were with the
1: Moonweaver. Us. It can't be good.
0: <laughs> it's broken. That I means it's. That means we have to fix it. How do we fix it? How, How do we, we fix the s- moon? The moon weaver said something was trying to get out. We had to keep something from getting out. You had to keep something from getting out. Me personally? I, do I get help?
1: I'm just a little overwhelmed, guys. I don't even know what to do. This is a lot. Yeah. Because we
3: already but, had a
0: lot. It's true. Like, can like, can I see? She's gonna...
1: Asha just sticks that wrist out, <laughs> just, just right into
0: Zara's face, like
1: yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, just, uh-huh. you figure it out.
0: Uh, she's gonna do an Arcana check. She gets. Asha shirt. has gone
1: from cool and collected to just a fucking mess. Yeah. She has not brushed her hair this morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just, like, You got glam. Asha. <laughs> yeah, Asha's she is level talking of to a goddess and like being put together is whether or not she's brushed her hair. No, she got okay. slammed back
2: into her body and woke up. There was no brushing hair time. <laughs> There's just,
0: you know, like some frizzies coming out of. It the It definitely is defying gravity and looks a little bit like a rat's nest at the moment. As you like thrashed a around, bit, a little bit too much like her aunt
1: right now. Yeah, you're really just starting. getting. You said the vibes going on, and, and uh, she's having a little bit of a panic attack because she kind of she's kind of aware that the hair is not going in, the, you know. But she also just does not give any fucks. That's fair. She's a little... Yeah.
0: I Can Val to... also
2: perform an Arcana check?
0: Yeah, go for it. Uh, but Jazara, as she looks at your wrist, you got a 13. And uh, she's like, it looks... It, it doesn't look 22. like a regular tattoo, though. And uh, Valkyria, as you kind of, like, come over and you look at it... I got a it
1: 22.
0: And you, yeah, the two of you look at it together, and uh, as you're turning her wrist over, like, the tattoo... It it's almost too ornate to be a regular tattoo. Tattoo. The fact that it's so finely detailed and crafted and, and when the chains cast what almost looks like Shadow, you know where the where the next layer of chain would be, like as it overlaps parts of One it of and those stuff like that. Bracelets, <laughs> yeah, and uh, like it, her, her skin is smooth where it is. Like there's, you yeah. can't there's no feeling difference, there's no touch difference. But as you kind of concentrate on her tattoo for a moment, you kind of get that. Asha's magic has a very like specific feel to it, but so does Kel Tower. It has a different magical feel. To the area when you guys are there, because of like the presence of like holy magic and the magic yeah. moonweaver that's present, and that magic is something you always got like off of like Asha. Like you can feel that presence in her, but as you like focus on this, it's such a powerful feeling of that presence coming just from where this bracelet is. Hmm.
2: Okay, well, that this feels like Asha
1: on crack. I had anything to say. The power coming off this thing. (laughs) Just, do you think I, I mean, I know we kind of did the perception thing, but I wonder if I can use it, or is it a mark of just the bond? Or I don't know. Aim your hand at something. See if it shoots something out of it. Can I? Go for it. How would I go about that? Just,
0: just. How would Asha like to try? (laughs) To Asha. You know, flip I, I'm your arm to... around, whack people. like Flip them work. off,
1: I don't I'm trying to think, do I do it like as a spell or do I just send force?
0: Go for it, try something find out. Okay,
1: Asha's just gone a step too far, so she's just gonna try flinging things. I'm and... surprised she
2: didn't try Val as a guinea pig.
0: No, uh, she needs her. Um. She doesn't want to test possibly strange, uh, interdimensional <laughs> magic on Valkaria. Doesn't need to be goddess-touched and a murderer in the same day. Okay, um... Same hour.
1: <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Um, so she's going to... She, okay, we're surrounded by trees, yes?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know, I, I guess the safest option would just be to aim it at a tree uh-huh. and, um... With the intent of just knocking all the snow off, okay. just like a like a, I don't know, a big blast shake. Of, yeah. Okay. okay. So
0: you kind of like magic. Take your, take your your hand that has this chain on it. and You just kind of like focus at this tree, and you just kind of throw your hand out at it to just push whatever forces. Big lot of nothing is. happens. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, you push your hand out towards this tree. Yeah, nothing happens.
1: No magical powers.
0: <laughs> you just gotta like strain. And, like like, is looking at you. Chizara is looking at you. Orvo's waking up and just, like, kind of rubbing his eyes, like, what? And he's just watching you with your hand out straight to get <laughs> this tree that's, like, 50 feet from you. Yeah, oh. nothing happens. He's like, okay. That was a what, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is this a nameless, like, city underdark situation? Or is this just... How are we yeah. ever gonna catch him up? <laughs> and um, and Chisara's just gonna turn around. She's like, no, this is, uh, space magic. And Orvo, is like, oh! And he rolls over and then just pulls. (laughs) Orvo goes back to bed. So, Orvo wants to do with this.
1: So that didn't work. So, uh, her next attempt is going to actually be a specific spell. Okay. So she's going to do Sacred Flame again, looking towards the tree, but again, but not trying to actually set the tree on fire. Just really trying to. Whatever's gonna, if anything comes out of her hand, she's gonna try
0: to oh, aim it away from. Okay. So you're gonna cast else. a cantrip. Okay. Yes. So you kind of like gather your sacred flame, and you make sure like it's in that left hand, and you t- and you feel like the you feel the Moonweaver's magic like come to you, and uh, as you summon this flame into your hand, and it doesn't really feel any any differently. So you take it, and you just fling it you hit, like, this bank of snow, and it just kind of splashes off of this bank of snow, and you melt some of it. Some flurries come off of it.
1: So and you're like, that's pretty usual. typical. Yeah. It's um, so pretty normal. So then she's gonna think about it, and she goes, I know. Research. <laughs> she says that,
2: as soon as, well, like, in the middle of Asha saying, I know. Research. You just hear... Blundering Val, like running towards her with like her staff held out to try and like hit her to see if that'll like cause like a reaction to like a shield. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh,
0: roll to roll to hit her then if you're gonna try and hit her. Uh, you have your quarter staff, so roll your d20 plus two to try and hit. Um,
1: Asha. Does Asha see this coming?
0: <laughs> Seventeen. Oh uh, my god. It doesn't matter. If she hits you because your armor <laughs> class is a fifteen you turn around from like throwing sacred flame and you're starting to ponder and you're like you know what i need to do some research as you turn around to say that and to everybody <laughs> just baseball bat style <laughs>
3: <laughs> just, <laughs>
0: <laughs> her to staff swinging those little charms lobster trap and everything just blowing in the wind <laughs> boom and jazara who was standing a couple of feet away, turned to say something to Orvo, turns around, watches Valkaria just run like it's a fucking Olympic marathon. Just turn around. It's it, a just, pole vault.
3: Just
0: oh bam. So uh, And
1: Asha just gets knocked on her ass.
0: Valkaria uh, can roll me a D6 and a D8 for damage.
1: <laughs> can she That's, can she roll this is that what's really gonna happen here uh-huh. oh christ
3: nine
0: uh yeah Asha takes nine points of damage and the <laughs> world's worst wake up call in the morning just takes her off her feet and you completely unprepared for it Asha just get flattened onto the ground <laughs> and she just...
3: And she she mi- just
2: stops sh- and looks
1: and goes, Wait, no, Whoa. she might have lost consciousness there <laughs> from hitting the ground that hard. But then she comes back and she's just staring <laughs> up at the sky. And Cesare just, just, just puts her hands like in her hair and is just like, What the fuck was that? Yeah. And she's just like... Well, that didn't work. <laughs> What didn't work?
2: <laughs> I, I was thinking maybe if someone came at you like an enemy, he would predict you as a shield? We don't know what that tattoo does!
3: So your oh, thought there's... was to just <laughs>
0: clock her in the face? <laughs> it's gonna kind of rude. You're lucky like you didn't dig out her eye with a piece of that lobster trap.
2: At least we know now that in unexpected moments it
1: will create a shield. We I have think there were better ways to really test is. that.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Couldn't you just run th- up behind me and said, "Boom!" real loud?
3: You I don't think, me a think that's
0: a, an improved scientific method <laughs> on here or in the underdark. <laughs> just like she turns to uh, Asha, she says. You want to test and see if the spontaneous shield will come around Valkyrie by hitting her with something? <laughs> the contemplative look. <laughs> okay, what do I got?
1: <laughs> oh god!
3: Oh my stomach hurts.
1: I hope so. <laughs> no, I don't have anything that would be funny. You can just blast her with something if it makes you feel better. <laughs> I. I don't even have anything funny. I, she, <laughs> I'm gonna I'll get her when she does not expect it.
0: There you go. I will get her when she just, just kind of looking at the the two of you, she says, you know what? Training starts right now.
3: I think right I have fucking have now we of-
0: <laughs> We'll start with Valkaria. You you gather yourself. There's a little dribble
1: grew- of blood. <laughs> and- <laughs> Asha's nose. Not bad enough that it's like a broken nose, but it
0: is—it's it's, she got rocked pretty good. She did. She got rocked real, real good. <laughs> she's like and mm-hmm. Jazara's just gonna like lean over and pat you on the shoulder. She's like, why don't, why don't you take a moment, eat something, consult with Myth maybe? I'm gonna deal with this one. As she vaguely gestures over at Valkaria. She's like, all right, you want to hit something? Let's go. And she grabs Valkaria, like, (laughs) by, like, the front of her clothes and starts dragging her off into, like, a clearing space. She's like, all right, I'm going to teach you how to better fight. And uh, she's like, so this is how you make a fist. And she's going to slug (laughs) you.
3: She's just going to
0: slug (laughs) you. And that is how the next, like... 30 minutes go, It's <laughs> like, Jazara's gonna demonstrate once by showing you, like, how to make a fist, and then she's just gonna demonstrate it by how much it hurts, so.
2: Yeah, and Val's just gonna continue try and, like, because now Val's, like, annoyed. I'm gonna clock you back, and it just fails
0: constantly. It mm-hmm. just goes a lot of back and forth, and in the process of it, Jazara does teach you, like, how to, like, better hold your, like, hold yourself, better hold, how to fix your stance. Gotta hold your arms up to defend yourself a little better. And for the next like 30 minutes, you guys just keep going like back and forth, back and forth. So. Val uh, covered in bruises. Uh-huh. So like, it, it, after Jess the first probably has what, like
2: a tear in her arm from like a claw.
0: It, like from after the first like, full-on like slug you in the face like they're not nearly as hard after that like that was just so you know a little bit of a retaliation on behalf of of asha but after that like they are like pulled punches and stuff like that as she starts teaching you like how to stand and like how to like really just start to uh hold yourself better in in an actual like physical fight so and uh and asha's
1: still laughing um she She was enjoying the show a little too much, but I mean she has pulled M- <laughs> myth out and um, she was gonna she was gonna ask, but she's just enjoying this way too much um so once this brouhaha is done she's gonna <laughs> then she's gonna consult Myth um and see if and she's showing him the the bracelet and uh asking his opinion on it <laughs> and she tells him about the dream and everything so um yeah. What do you, okay, think? you think? So you when you buddy? first
0: like summon myth and uh he kind of like Stretches and that kitty cat stretch. He kind of shakes himself and he his paws like get in the snow and he just kind of like lifts a paw up, like mm-hmm. distastefully shakes it, and just like <laughs> and he just like very delicately goes and he walks, so he's standing like on the end of your cloak and everything like that. And puts all of his mm-hmm. little paws together, and puts his tail on top of the paws and stands just like <laughs> he doesn't appreciate the snow and does not like to stand in it. So then he just kind of like then he decides now he wants to look at you and he just kind of like Good morning, darling. And how are you? Why are you bloodied so early in the morning? It's too early. <laughs> that is a very long story, but I think you can guess who did it. Um, but what do you make of this? And you put the tattoo like in front of the myth and you watch from the tip of his nose to the end of his tail, like, <coughs> just like a ripple that goes through him as all the fur on him starts just to just stand on end. And then he kind of like, sh- does like a little bit of a, a shiver and uh, as his fur starts to settle back down, he says, you had a very interesting evening. Why, why?
3: Why? Why?
1: <laughs> Why? I've been asking myself that all morning.
3: Why? I...
0: How exactly did you get a tattoo, interestingly enough, from the gods?
1: Well, and then she
0: goes through the whole story again.
1: And um, and again, it's at successive speed because she can't believe it. It's still very foreign to her. And if she, she thinks that if she gets it out fast enough, then everybody will hear it. And so if everybody hears it, then it has to have happened. And this is not just a continuation <laughs> of the freaky dream. So
0: she's Fair not enough. delusional. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. And Myth, he listens to you and he, he's very serious as he sits there and he listens to you. And when you're when you're done and he looks at uh, this chain tattoo around you and says, do these chains look like the ones that were around the moon weaver and the moon itself yes very interesting and he kind of like crawls up on your shoulder and like kind of crawls partially down your arm and he's kind of like looking at it and he tilts his head in that very cat way of over and over again from side to side mm-hmm. and uh and he kind of focuses on it and he's like it's interesting that she would give you a representation of the chains that she has and he looks very closely at this one that has a crack in it and he says mm-hmm You said that when you were there, one of the chains broke, right? Mm Mm-hmm. It's possible. And he kind of, like, gets down, and he kind of, like, goes, like, and he circles around your arm a little bit, and he kind of, like, then he puts two little paws up on your arm as he looks at it from a different angle, and he says, and then, like, you feel like his little paws, like, kind of, like, pat, like, like, if somebody was tapping their toe when they're thinking his little paws like, tapping on your (laughs) arm, his tail squishing back and forth a lot, He says, it's she gave you a representation of those chains. If they're breaking, perhaps... perhaps she's showing you how long you have left to stop it. Um...
1: Um... So, is every one of them gonna develop a crack and when they all have cracks, we're S-O-L or, or, or...
0: Hmm... And he kind of, like, looks... Uh, at this, this tattoo and he says the edges where it appears cracked are faded and it's almost as if it disappears and there was no tattoo here in this very thin line of space that's on your arm and he says perhaps and I cannot be sure but maybe the tattoo when the crack fully develops maybe it'll unleash everything that happens or maybe the whole tattoo has to disappear I can't quite tell, and we won't really know until, unfortunately, more happens. But we either have a very little amount of time, or an undetermined amount of time.
1: Well given how this whole thing has gone, since we left home, I'm
0: going with a very small amount of time. It is safer to err on the side of caution, but it is interesting. Gifts by the gods like this are very, very rare. And to see one in person is even more so. Some of the most powerful clerics in all of history never actually met their gods. There are very few that have been lucky enough to come face to face with them. Fewer still who've been able to come face to face with them and live. And this is when Val shows up and be like, see, Vashti, you're lucky. (laughs) And uh, Myth, he Uh, kind of-
2: pokes Val away.
0: And uh, Myth kind of looks at you and he says, whatever you do, dear. Be careful. The gods are on the other side of the divine gate for a reason. The fact that she was able to show herself to you says that possibly that divine gate is weakening. At least hers. And if it does, well, he kind of looks out like over the landscape and says, I'm not particularly interested in living through another calamity. I'm sorry, Wait, what? Awesome. what? How old
2: are
1: you?
0: And he kind of smiles at you and he says, time has a different meaning where I'm you
2: have an enchanted cat, and you I think an en- your first thought is
1: how
0: old are you? He's a calamity.
1: I, I heard him. He's just a
0: little black Cheshire cat, okay? That reads. He kind of, like, whips his tail back and forth. He says, I have seen many things over many years many lifetimes. But I will say this. The gods are capable of great destruction. And they're not always friendly. Your interaction with the Moonweaver seems positive at the very least at least she wants your help and she's willing to help you she did her yes, prevent but what are we
1: supposed to help
0: them with what can we do to help the gods what are we supposed to be helping for well the gods usually have chosen champions or vassals or a great number of other things because they can't physically be on this plane anymore they're locked behind the divine gates in their own realms Some of them walk through places like the Feywild, which is a little closer to this plane of existence, and others Mm -hmm. walk in much further away distant outer planes. But the thing is, is we are still able to get their magic. For instance, Asha is able to pull from the Moonweaver's magic, and is able to create her own. She's able to cure things, and create fire, and all kinds of magical spells. And as such, that is how it's worked for centuries because the all of the gods are locked behind the divine gate both the good and the uh, not so good but uh, his tail kind of swishes at that a little bit but he says Mm -hmm. if the believer has asked for your help it's likely she needs somebody on this plane of existence to do something that she cannot she cannot access this plane so it's possible that whatever is needed to contain whatever it is is here on this plane of existence. I don't know why she's chosen you, but it's
1: it's that she
2: has. So you're telling us that on top of trying to find an army (laughs) for our city to bring back with us to fight the Olympics, we have to help the gods to to do who knows what? Could it all be
1: connected? Could it all just be one quest? (laughs) That
0: sounds too easy. Myth kind it of like so jumps up did. on your shoulder <laughs> and he says, if the gods are worried about something, we should all be very very worried. Great.
2: Great. Myth, I have a question. I don't know if you can actually answer it, but I have a question. Go for it, my dear. Do you have any way to let me know it, or us, know that our city is still standing?
0: Unfortunately, that is beyond my capabilities, my dear. If I could grant you that yeah, least, mate. I would sorry for this it, it is a very beautiful place, your home. And I know what it feels like to lose one. I hope it is still there. Thanks, man. And, uh, as he's sitting on, uh, Asha's shoulders and he says, well, how does it feel? You've been chosen by the gods. Yes, I knew you were special. <laughs> it's like I'm so proud of you, my dear.
1: And Asha goes to answer and Her voice breaks a little bit. Fear. Overwhelmed. She's like, feels like a lot. And uh,
0: Nith is-
1: Yeah, Cool to
0: have a a goddess on our side. And Nith is kind of like, ignoring the more uncomfortable aspects that you're feeling. And he's just Mm -hmm. like- Only the most powerful clerics (laughs) have ever actually met their gods. And, uh, like, he seems very proud, like, you you know, you are his companion, and you were chosen (laughs) by the gods. This is the last one, those pike tricks, she challenged all kinds of gods. Perhaps you'll outdo even her one day.
1: (laughs) Maybe. I hope so. I hope I just survive this and get to
0: see my parents. And uh, he, Myth is fully just kind of like lost in his own musings at this point of your potential glory and greatness.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Which thus means his glory.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. He, he. You were his right companion. So, you were his companion and that makes him like great by comparison,
3: so.
2: Next thing you know, instead of seeing Beware the Raccoons or Beware in the Skies with the Raccoons rather, you're just gonna see Beware the Mist. Beware the Mist. <laughs> And what he's hoping for. And
1: even though he's fully in his, uh, delusional era, (laughs) (laughs) Asha kind of reaches up,
0: plucks him from her shoulder, and... Ugh. (laughs) And an instant purr box. Like, just instantly purrs. Yeah. And, uh, you guys, like... We need each other. Oh, yeah. You guys kind of, like, cuddle for a moment, and, uh, like starts getting like some breakfast things together Orvo eventually crawls out of his like his bedroll and all that and uh, you guys start to eat and uh, as Orvo's like starting to like, uh, he asks for Valkaria to come over and like help him like figure out where you guys are going and work on directional stuff and while you do that Jazara's is going to approach Asha and she says well, you had a long and rough morning, but it's about to get a little more complicated. She puts her hand on her shoulder, time for training. And uh, she (laughs) <laughs> I promise not and, to slug you in the face like I did her.
1: <laughs> okay. And and Asha's into it only because she needs to think about something. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, she needs to do something.
0: Jazara <clears throat> like, starts to, like, run through, like, the basic steps of, like, how to, like, hold your punches and, like, basic just, like, forms and stuff like that and how to stand a little better and, like, she starts correcting your form and uh, the two of you, like, do this back and forth until Orvo and uh, Valkaria are ready to get a move on yeah is there anything you guys wanted to do before you started heading out for the day
1: uh i mean
2: val val is gonna do her no val already did her ritual no she didn't she didn't get a chance because she woke up there was tattoo in her face and then she got punched in the face there was Uh, tattoo in her face so she's gonna do her ritual
0: (laughs) okay so you got you work with orvo and you guys figure out inside like on a direction and then you uh, start to do your ritual and everything like that and I got partway through it, you just, you feel like there's a presence near you, and as you're concentrating on your crystal, and like, with these emotions, you kind of like peek one eye open, they're sitting in the middle of your stuff, sort <laughs> and she just looks at you and goes, nah. and, and just is gonna honk back, <laughs> and
2: then closes her eyes back. and concentrates again, yep. that a minute or two later, <laughs> <laughs> one eye pops up, open again. Close. Back to concentrating.
0: About five minutes later. And it goes back and forth. Just like you. About but after about
2: seven it. times, Val just goes, What do you want, Goosey? He gets what up,
0: turns around, so want. his butt's facing you, and then he sits back down.
2: Okay. Do you, do you want to crystal concentrate with me? He just tucks his, his head under his
0: wing and he goes to sleep.
2: Okay. Val's just going to like. Pick up the goose and like kind of hold him,
0: like uh-huh. cuddle him,
2: and then continue concentrating again.
0: <laughs> you got your crystal in one hand and you're, like you're holding this. No, the crystal in your arm. the
2: crystal is in front of me on the floor, and then around it in like a semi arc is the is okay. the arm, is the three. Um,
0: so now your, your area of but
2: concentration I'm holding is goose. this goose. <laughs> <laughs> you am holding a goose here. There's a crystal here have to like concentrate.
3: Concentrate.
0: <laughs> he lets you he lets you hold it like this, and it is a little awkward feeling, but you managed to like. Through the rest of your ritual, and uh, with as you pick up all of your stuff, maybe with one go- a goose under one arm as you with one uh, goose
1: with one goose. We have more than one goose.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole
1: herd
0: <laughs> of goose! Uh, but ah! uh, you guys start to pack up and uh, head out. And uh, the rest of the day, we're gonna roll some checks, and uh, I'll have Gisara roll a nature check, and then somebody else can roll a perception. You can do perception. Okay. I got a 17. 17 for you. Zara's nature is a 13. And, uh, you guys it's a slightly slower pace than probably yesterday was after everything that's happened, but you you take off, you start heading in a good direction. You guys, uh, take, take turns with who's in the lead and everything like that. Sir Goosington spends most of his uh, of the trip like hiding in Valkaria's hood Mm -hmm. uh, because he does not like to be cold and he kind of like pulls his little scarf over his little face so his little face doesn't get cold and uh, you guys you know move on you make good time um, and you spend the next uh, day just kind of walking and uh, you uh, end up like I'll just speed through like some of the time so you don't have to do this like over and over um, but you spend, like, the next two days walking, and you think by Orvo's estimate that you guys are maybe about a day and a half away from where the boat is. You um, haven't seen anyone yet uh, looking for you, like the, uh, like, the cult. You haven't seen any, like, creatures for the most part either. You've really just come into an area of this island that is just vast, frozen, tundra wasteland. And it's not, it's not, like, it's it's interrupted by outcroppings of, like, rocks and stuff like that. And, and what are very large mountains, probably about half a day away from you guys, up towards okay. the north. And, uh, but you guys kind of, like, make your, your camps and things like that. And it's probably about partway through the second day of travel. Um, that you guys can, uh, everybody can make me a perception check, please. Fourteen.
1: 14.
0: Fifteen. Uh, Orvo gets an 11 and J'zara she gets a 18 and uh, you guys can start to f- faintly hear what just sounds like screeching, really high pitched screeching and it's just like you hear like <laughs> and then it, there's <laughs>
3: and
0: tell uh, me you guys is,
1: don't hear that
0: like, I'm oh, trying to decide
1: if I want to hear it or not.
0: <laughs> oh, we hear it. We definitely hear it. She kind of looks at Orvo, she's like, any ideas? And he's like, uh, he's like, no. And he says, the only thing I can really think of, there's not a lot of creatures that live in this area. But, and then you hear a very defined, sharp, pained noise. It sounds like an animal noise. And it's a little bit of a, a screech. But it's pained animal screech. And uh Jazara pulls like an arrow out of her quiver she says, Are we doing this? Or We're doing this. We're doing this.
1: Yeah, Alright. Asha has her dagger out. Val okay. has her staff. She's ready.
0: And uh so you guys uh this might be a good time for
2: Montcari to cast mage armor. Yeah, Val's gonna cast mage armor before they uh <laughs> okay. they actually
1: head into battle. The okay. stage whisper was great. <laughs> <laughs> um okay. pursued by bear what is my
0: armor uh, piece? your armor class with, with mace armor yeah that is going to be it should be 14 yeah yeah it's 14. okay and uh mark off a first level spell slot for that ac
2: 14 yeah. mark off a spell slot. I have how many?
0: You For spell slots, you have four first levels and three second levels. So
2: first level, second level, yeah,
0: and then you just use one, one two, of your three, first levels. One, two, three, four,
2: one, two, three, good
0: yeah. And then you use one of your first levels. So. Yeah. And we're gonna start this off by having um, the, uh, you know that app that I have you guys do for the D100 roll? Yeah. This time you're gonna roll me a D14. How many okay you have left. Okay. So uh so Valkaria two... started off by she's cast a spell, so I need Valkaria to go ahead and roll me a D fourteen.
2: A D fourteen. So which one is that one? It's well it's, it's not, not. Oh. you have
0: to use the app, dear.
1: Oh, okay. Pan.
2: The D
0: one hundred. I was app, just gonna because roll let a you four and an
1: eight <laughs> and uh put it together.
0: Unfortunately that means you couldn't roll a one, so but, uh, yeah. Just go ahead and go and it'll let you just, like, put in whichever numbers that you want. So you can roll a d14. Seven. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm going as you guys are, you've heard this noise, you've heard this, uh, pained creature sound, and you kind of, like, the area around you is, like, dotted with, like, some large pine trees and large, like, kind of, like, cliff edges and things like that, and the noise is coming from, like, a little bit of a round bend. And you can hear, like, these, like, so, what sounds like several different creatures. And I'm going to give you the option. You could just run in, guns blazing. Uh, you could sneak up. You can, like, try and, like, because, like, you can try and stealth your way up so you're not seen. And kind of, like, figure out what's going on first. Uh, what would you like to do? I would uh, like to
2: scout it out first. Yeah, Val wants to be smart this time and scout it out.
0: Okay. Um, so go ahead and you're going to roll me uh, stealth checks, everyone. That would be a 16.
2: 16. I got a (laughs) 6. Great. Uh,
0: Jazar also got a 16. And Orvo. Orvo got a 5. So, uh, as you guys kind of like, uh, Asha, you kind of like just, uh, sneak up with like Jazz. And you guys, the two of you, you've decided to like kind of like dart like into the tree area and try and get your eyes on what's going on. And, uh, not really paying too much of attention of what the other two are doing but the, you know you, you and jazara are kind of like having a silent communication of like you know you go like a couple mm-hmm. of feet this way and like jazara will go a couple of feet that way and you guys kind of like approach the edge of this clearing and uh, you can see what is a slight downward uh into like a little bit of a snowbank and uh is like, there's the circle of trees. You guys are standing in the trees they are up like a couple of feet, maybe like five feet. And then there's this little pit of uh, snow and there's a large cliff on the other side. And that's maybe like 30 feet up. And uh, what you can see, and I will show you. So you've come into this, uh, into this area and uh, I will move this because Asha, you're in the trees. Sara, she's in the trees and we'll deal with alcaria and orvo in a second but i'm going to show you guys what you see first deal with you later Later.
2: uh (laughs) you you see
0: a uh a group of what looks like these uh four of these imps that look like they're made out of ice and their skin is all like frozen solid it looks like moving ice and uh which are these creatures that are right here like I can't I don't have images for that like okay this thing here that's one there's one up on the cliff that's about 30 feet up it has a a staff with like a red piece of cloth tied to the end of it there's another one that has like a uh a bow and arrow and then there's another one that has like a little dagger and like this little makeshift wooden shield and is that uh, what that is yeah All and right. then there's another one who has what looks like a axe that has seen better de- days
2: decades
3: and, uh, right. it has like
0: very makeshift pieces of armor like just what looks like they're frozen to it and uh you none of you speak ice imp, but you they're over there screeches like, nah! ah!
3: Ah!
0: and they are currently uh and as you're looking out you see two very large griffins uh both in different states of injury and one of them is backed into like a corner near the cliff almost directly below the one that's standing on the cliff edge with like the stick and as you look at the one with the stick he does seem to be like directing orders and things like that there's another one that has a large net thrown over it and it looks like they're trying to capture these creatures and then there's a baby one and then it also has a net like partially thrown over it but it's trapping one of its wings down and they all look pretty injured and um, scattered among all of these to your absolute surprise is three drow and something you have not seen since you've been on the surface and one of them is a uh tall broad shouldered woman she's wearing very dark purples that will be this woman here who's standing over by the uh the net Okay, And she has very short uh, white hair. She's got a a huge crossbow uh, in her hands. And it has these, the bolts in it are just ridiculous. And it looks like it must weigh at least 60 pounds. But she's over there and she's holding it. She seems to be standing in the defensive position in front of one of the griffins. And uh, while uh, dealing with several of these little ice imps. And then uh, on the other side of this little clearing area you see a what looks like a very young uh, drow male and uh, he has his hair kind of like pulled up and it's uh, all white as drow's hair can be and he's wearing this very rich expensive looking like red cloak uh, that is kind of now torn at the bottom and uh, he's, his whole outfit just screams you know my first guard outfit and uh except for my expensive first guard outfit
2: outfit. Mm -hmm. and he
0: has two like uh short swords drawn and he is standing directly in front of another drow who is laying on the ground behind him unconscious and uh you can see where that drow is looks very injured and uh he is engaged in combat directly with one of the uh ice uh imps and uh Another of the ice imps is, like, trying to, like, net the baby and, like, try uh, Griffin and, like, trying to take that one away. And then the woman is just trying to, looks like she's trying to just deal with all of it. And you can see you've entered into what looks like a, just a chaotic fight. And that is already well in progress. And it doesn't look like the drow while trying to protect these griffins, are able to hold their own as well, because they're having to, like, divide their attention and their capabilities to try and protect these griffins that are look like they're being captured. Um, on that note, uh, at Asha and Jazara, you've kind of, like, snuck up into, like, this tree area, and as Valkyria and Orvo, you're getting ready, and you're, like, walking towards this clearing, and Orvo, he, like, pulls out his axe and as he does it it gets kind of stuck like in his pack and he yanks on it a couple times and as he yanks it out the ending comes and it just smacks Valkyrie in the back of the head and uh Valkyrie you know it hurts he just smacks you in the back of the head with this thing and maybe just out of reflex maybe just like because it pisses you off you go go ah! and you turn around and you look at him and he's just like oh shit sorry and, uh, no, Val's not gonna make a sound.
2: She's just gonna turn her head backwards slowly and just give him a look and blink once and be but like. Now, Remember, you—you you made a, a six. sound
0: because you rolled a six. Oh so, yeah. So okay. you uh, uh, you kind of look at each other and he, and he just he forgets to so be quiet too and he's just like, shit, sorry. And then uh, you just maybe start bickering like back and forth, or he just like starts profusely apologizing a little too loudly and uh, as you two like start to come near the area uh you hear a screeching noise and uh as you turn you both turn and you look and you realize you are in direct sight of this fight under no cover <laughs> whatsoever and he and uh, the one ice imp that's standing on top of this cliff and he's got his just what looks like a rudimentary tree branch stick with a little piece of corn cloth tied the top of it and he just waves it and goes nah, and he points at the two of you and he just goes nah! and the other ice amps turn and like they notice you and they also turn and go
3: nah!
0: and then one of them like fires off a arrow but at the ones at the person that he was fighting already and the the uh Drow, uh, who's trying to protect his fallen companion, like, parries it as the, uh, and smacks the arrow with the s- flat of his sword away. And, uh, you have been spotted, so everybody's gonna roll me initiative! Well,
2: shit. So much for sneaking.
1: I also want to know why it was like, Ow! Like... Thank me, Dad. I
2: didn't do it that. I just
0: went. Ow! It was no. It was more like. Ow! Well,
1: it was
2: not. The meant fun to be thing
0: that is, way. is it's recorded, and you can go back and listen <laughs> to yourself when I, I leave didn't it in need here. To do it,
1: that way. it was like, well, goodness, I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. nine.
2: I got two, yeah.
0: Two for round. Um mm. Jazara, on the other hand,
3: I believe.
0: Yeah, she gets. she gets an 18 and uh, Asha and Jazara have not been spotted but uh,
2: of course they haven't
0: Val and uh, Orvo have and at the very top of the initiative order is the spellcaster and and he seems to like point at you guys and he kind of just and uh, he points at everyone else And 150 feet that's great um, he's going to take his staff and he's going to point directly at Valcaria and Orvo and he's go and the end of his little stick just seems to catch fire and it's just slightly on fire now. He kind of waves it around a lot and then he flings it at you and both of you are going to uh as by that I mean uh, Valcaria and Orvo are going to make me a dexterity saving throw, please. Sixteen. Sixteen. You pass, so you'll only take half damage. Or if it fails, so he's going to take full damage. As you both get hit by the fireball spell. And just this little itty bead of fire just kind of like lands directly between the two of you. And you just have to make, you look up and make eye contact with each other. And boom! This massive just ball of fire just just knocks you around. And that is what you see.
2: And that is when Val gets back up and goes, "Ow, again!" <laughs> dice gremlin. Oh my, God.
0: that is a very interesting mixture. Of very high and very low. I only rolled fives, sixes, and ones. Huh. <laughs> so in all of those die. And in, in eight dice, it's only fives, sixes, and ones. So. 26 That's 26 points of damage to Orvo. Shit. 26 points of damage, man. And you, Valkyria are going to take half of that. 13. 13
3: points of the damage?
1: Mhm. Oh. That's half my HP. Mhm. That's the
0: fireball stuff for you.
1: 26.
0: And you notice, um, as it hits Orvo, and he is just really knocked back, and he looks fucked. Like, he he was doing really good, but he looks, like, parts of his armor are really charred and burned, and he's just kind of been knocked to the ground, and he looks really, really rattled. That left him with nine hit points. Oof. And uh yeah, so that imp he looks as he like kinda slams his staff in the ground and he looks triumphant and ready to go. And mm. uh yeah. So then it is going to be uh then it is Jazara's turn. And she kinda of, she's gonna like kinda of make eye contact with uh Asha and uh she's just gonna uh kinda like give her the, the thumbs up and Jazara kinda of points she's gonna go. Uh, kind of like around a little bit and try and put a little more space, um, between like everybody. So that, you know, if one of us gets hit, like it, it's not gonna, you guys aren't close enough together that it's gonna just take out everybody and all, all in one right. swoop. And she kind of like gestures to Asha to like, do your best to like keep cover behind the trees. So uh-huh. it'll, it'll provide cover, which, um, as long as you're behind these trees, um, it'll be providing you different levels of cover, depending on whether or not you step out to perform a spell or not. Um, uh, which will affect your AC. It'll get better if you have cover and stuff like that. So when you go to get hit, we'll go, we'll go over that. So, assuming you reveal yourself and don't hide the whole fight, of course, but. Um, Jazara's kind of gonna, like, she kind of, like, takes a, a moment to, like, look at this woman, this, this drow woman. And uh it's it's kind of strange almost seeing like people who look like citizens of the Underdark who you guys have like not seen or met before, because you pretty much mm-hmm. are aware, mm-hmm. at least in some sense, of everybody who's in the Nameless City. And uh this woman looks like she's a, a fair amount older than Jazara, where Jazara is in like her mid to late twenties. Um this woman looks like she's more in her mid to late 40s of the equivalent the equivalent of which is like got maybe like an extra zero or something on the end of that uh, <laughs> because like maybe not quite that old but like she's it's it's a triple digit even if it's a low triple digit situation um but because uh, she this woman does look like she's a full drow. and so jazara's kind of gonna s- keeping her distance a little but she's going to use her movement to kind of like come out from the trees and kind of like get up on a little bit of this uh, ledge so she has a little bit of the high ground and uh, she's going to take aim first um, the guy who's defending his fallen comrade is kind of like getting ganged up on pretty good so she's going to aim for one of these imps over here so Desora, it is her first round of combat so she gets a next um, another attack so she has three attacks in her first round she hits she hits and she crits so yeah yeah. so uh jazara turns and she gets a she gets a lot actually yeah she gets a 21 a 22 and a 25 to hit so she takes her um uh her long bow out, and she shoots the one with the, uh, his own bow. And that is damage for Jazara. There we are. So. 14. Uh, 14 damage for the first one. And uh, that one, as she looses the arrow for that one and, like, kind of slams into its back and it whips around to look at her. And she fires again, and that time for 18 points of damage. So just as it turns to like, look at her and it just starts to get really pissed. uh, She shoots it this time directly uh, in the eye. And that one just kind of collapses over dead. Uh And it, but Jazara, like as she fires that second arrow and that imp just kind of, uh, it's made of ice. So when she hits it with the arrow, it just kind of like cracks and the imp just shatters. And when it happens, all of the other imps around just scream in anger and, like, start, like, the one with the stick starts pointing at Jazara, And, uh, when she shoots the, that arrow, uh, the drow woman who's in front of her by maybe about ten feet, uh, whips around and kind of, like, looks at her, not realizing that there was other people besides Valkaria and Orbo here. And, uh, uh, Jazara fires her last shot at the, uh, other, um, she's gonna fire the one trying to kid, like, Hurt the baby, so she's mm-hmm. she's like, no, fuck that. So she hits that one. She does twenty-one points of damage to that one because that was the one she she crit on. Um, and uh, she hits that one, and that one screeches at her. And uh, as it as it turns around and it it's, uh, it looks at her, and uh, as she's hit it in the right through the arm that's holding the dagger and it's just starting to screech, and it has now decided to turn its attention away from the uh, the little itty-bitty griffin, and it's now focused more on Jazara, And uh, Jazara's gonna use part of her turn. It's like, she's gonna, like, look at this lady, this this drow lady, and she goes, Hey. <laughs> and, Charm! Uh, real
1: smooth. Oh, yeah. Real smooth. Real, charmer, real
0: smooth. Oh, yeah. And, uh, uh like, and, uh, then, uh, she's going to, uh, that's it, is her bonus action. Mm, I'm not going to use her bonus action just yet, so I'll hang on to that one. So, uh, next up is the, the captain, and, uh, who's going to lever her crossbow, and she's going to try and fire <laughs> twice at the, uh, imp that is, uh, right in front of her. The one that Jazar just shot. In the arm she misses the first one with a hole too she hits with a 15 with the other one and she'll do she only does one point of damage though so that imp is still standing so she hits that one and uh, uh, you can tell this woman is injured enough that when she fires the first one it's because she can't lift her really oddly heavy crossbow up uh, as well so it goes wide and when she fires the next one it just kind of like skims the side of him and uh, he's still standing And next up we have the imps. One of the imps, the one that's injured, is going to... It's going to make a perception check to see if it sees Asha. Because it's going to kind of look around. Because it's starting to feel really scared now. Hmm. Um, It got a whole nine. So it does not spot you, Asha. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is going to... uh, try and back itself up further because it's realizing that um, it might be in a little bit of trouble so it's going it has enough space that it can just disengage and it's kind of going to move itself out uh, in a little bit of the more open space and away from direct combat Um, and the other imp however isn't feeling it and he's going to take a swing at this guy who is trying to protect his fallen companion And he hits with a 15, so that dude who's already hurt is going to take... Ooh, six points of damage for him. All right. And it is Asha's turn. Asha, you are up. Okay. So,
1: I... Oh, my goodness. I was sitting here trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um... So this guy that um, she's clo- the closest to, so the one that's backing away now,
0: Yeah. He,
1: he's very injured, needs some uh, finishing off here. Yeah. He's so very she, injured. So she's gonna rush, okay, so she's between, it looks like she's between two trees on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, she's gonna run up to the second, to the, the tree that's, I guess, left, right? Closer to him. That's on here. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then she's gonna um, break cover to uh, fling um, guiding bolt at him.
0: Okay. So you're gonna cast Guiding Bolt. Uh go ahead and pull it up. And are you casting it at a first level, my dear? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so go ahead and roll me that D twenty plus five, please. let see if you hit this little dude. That would be 16 total. 16, you hit. So go ahead and uh, roll me that 4d6. 4, a Yep. So you I... fling your, you step out of like uh, the, the tree line and uh, you focus on this guy and you take magic and you like pull it into your hand and you just fling it and it shoots out in this long bolt of just radiant, bright white and like purplish energy and as it strikes this creature in the chest how much damage 17. Do you do? 17 you hit him like and his he's made of entirely of ice so when this light hits him it it like reflects off of him in the cracks that like form throughout his body and he almost seems to glow with your holy energy for this for this <laughs> moment before all of a sudden when You're he shatters he shatters apart, and when he does, like it leaves like these little flecks that kind of like float off in the sky of like glowing, like radiant looking ice. Mm-hmm. And you have absolutely just flattened this dude. Um, and now I, I need you to roll me a d13, please. Mm. Twelve. Okay. Um, as you are you're standing here you're standing there and as you've cast this magic and you've watched in an in a a beautiful death display really as you've just destroyed this creature um that magic of the light just kind of like zaps along your arm and you just feel it kind of zip up your arm and just it zips down the other one and all of a sudden you're crackling with like this this lightning energy and all of a sudden there's this huge boom of what sounds like thunder and you feel yourself jerked forward and you've cast Thunderstep on yourself and you on get, yourself you get yeeted all the way up onto the top of this cliff probably about 15 to 20 feet away from the guy with the stick and when you land like a burst of like lightning and thunder also comes out, and you look and you see the spot that where you were. Thunder
1: fart!
0: It is like this area around you is just charred to shit, and because come on,
1: I'm assuming is uh, because- <laughs> a little charred too.
0: And uh, you're just standing there, and you've just been teleported up onto the top of this cliff.
1: Mm, boy. And you, she's got the little like cuckoo birds outside of her. <laughs> cuckoo, cuckoo,
0: cuckoo. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Hmm. Um, that is the. Tr- uh, is that anything else, asha wanted to do? Die? No. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: she can't uh, do that.
1: She's gonna gather her wits. Okay. And uh, she's going to arm herself. uh with her, she's also, she's already got her dagger out, which she somehow held on to <laughs> <laughs> with the, during the thunder heat. Uh-huh. Okay. And, um, yeah. she's gonna, um, yeah, she's been, pretty much she's gonna grab, get herself up to her feet, and she's got her shield on her arm on her left arm and <laughs>
3: her okay.
1: dagger. And she's really, really, all she's got it into it right now is to stand. And, okay. uh,
0: clear the cuckoo birds. All right. And uh, the the imp that's on top of this cliff edge, he does notice that you're there, and he just kind of points oh, really? to you, and he's just like, and uh, it, it was very jarring for you just to mm-hmm. get teleported. But you are now in a completely different location. Um, yeah. It is now the griffin's turn, and the baby griffin can't really do anything; he's kind of stuck. The um, Griffin, uh, that's underneath the net is gonna try and make a strength saving throw to get out of the net cause she wants out to get to her baby uh, she only gets a 13 unfortunately so she's like struggling and she's you can see her trying so hard to like rip this net off of her but it's got her wings pinned down and uh, she can't fully manage to stand up to try and get herself free um, the other Griffin however who's kind of like cornered Um, he is going to try and make an attack on this, um, imp that's still standing in front of him. Oh, and with an 18, he hits, he hits this imp for, uh, four points of damage, and you watch as this, like, griffin kind of, like, lunges forward, and he takes a huge swipe at this ice imp, kind of, like, just really just ripping off a piece of ice in the process, and it, it's, uh, very, it's now a very angry and injured imp, um, it is Orvo's turn now. And uh, Orvo is he's gonna try and run forward. and as he goes to run forward, uh, there's this flash of light in front of him, and he makes it maybe three or four steps before there's this flash of light and he smacks face first into this flash of light and he kind of just gets you know hit back a little bit and uh, standing there is this gangly wrinkled horrifying looking bony knobby knoll and let me see if i can find you like a really good up until you picture. said knoll i was thinking of Saul
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: fair enough um It's, it's, it's like a creepy jacked demon hyena. Okay. And let me, um, let me share this with you so you can kind of really, there you go. Oh. And it's, it's... it looks like Ed,
2: if Ed was an orc and with with the equal amount of brain power
0: like yeah. it's yeah. its limbs are disproportionate like to its body it's really just it's covered in scars and it's got a lot of like um it, it's wearing like these cloths and it's uh some of them are red and like tied in like certain fashions but it does look a little makeshift like here and there he's got like this really long spear that has like these charms like hanging off the end of it and uh, what hair he does have is braided like around his face it also has charms in it and he's probably about four and a half feet tall oh,
3: okay. he's kind of
0: hunched and everything like that and uh, he turns and as he does he looks past Orvo, and he makes eye contact with Valkaria great and he's looking at Valkaria and he's got this spear in his hands and he steps, he, he walks up to you and he's just kind of staring at you for a moment. And then he puts his spear down and he drops to his knees in front of you. And he reaches out and he grabs your hands. And he says, you are the most beautiful thing I have ever seen. Marry me. Uh, um, you um, must marry me.
2: Um, 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 sir, sir, now's not the time.
0: I will not have anything or anyone else but you. You must marry me now, right now, here now. Never yet. Help! <laughs> Jazz! <Just. laughs> Zara, you can hear
2: her we are from in like the, the middle mis- of a fight. Please, can we put this? Can we put it on the table for later? And Let he me jumps up to his feet and he says,
0: "If I win you this fight, will you marry me? You will marry me." And he will picks cons- up his staff, his like his spear, and he's like, "I will defend you against all evils. Everyone here will die. You will not threaten my new bride anymore. I will fight each and every one of you. Bring it on!" And my he charges in. <laughs> No, not him. Not him. Not him. The other ones. The other ones that totally are his Not listening. And he charges Orvo, and now Orvo and this Knoll are in com. Orvo is reluctantly in combat with this Knoll, and has appeared out of thin air. And this Knoll is gonna take a swing at him, um, and it takes the first like stab at Orvo, and like it misses. And he's like, "Hold still, you fiend! My new bride demands your head." And, uh, he, yeah, and, like, Orvo is just like, uh... And he kind of, like, gets, looks just at, like, at Val Karin and he's like, I didn't know you were engaged! I am not!
2: Val is just, do, you know, doing the no... The cut sign. The cut sign on her neck, just silently so the hyena man doesn't, like, stop. <laughs> just, no! Just go with it! Val is mm. gonna send a mental message to both Asha and Jazara, and just say,
3: If you do
0: that, it'll be your turn because message is is an action spell. Okay, for the record, so you could screech whatever you're going to say as this null attacks Orvo and Orvo. uh, Uh, Okay, that will scream it. She's gonna scream it and go, "Problem, husband? What? Help!" And like you can't see Jazara because of the trees, but Jazara is hears you and she kind of like, "Husband." husband and like she kind of like looks at this drow lady who's like looking at her and it's just like
3: <laughs>
0: and uh Orvo for the record Orvo is gonna like try and like push this hyena guy off of him and like takes a swing at him he rolls a natural one so like Orvo is just like as he tries to take a swing at this guy just ends up like right up in his personal space very uncomfortably and they are very close together and Orvo is just uncomfortable Sorry, Orvo. Yeah. And uh, Orvo's just like, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, should I not hurt him then? I don't want to hurt your fiance. <laughs> no. Oh. Just, just like don't kill him. And he just kind of looks at this Noel person. He's like, Entertain him. I um, I've never met um. Valkyria's fiance before. It's nice to meet you. I'm I'm her friend. And uh, this, he's gonna roll a persuasion check to try and convince this gnoll man that he is more friend. And he gets an 18. So this this gnoll creature looks at this and it's like, you are friend of my bride to be. And he's just, uh, kind of like looks at, Orvo, looks at Valkyria It looks- Yes, at gnoll, yes, sweetheart, and
2: like, he is, my, he's my friend. Hit, yeah. go attack
0: the ice ones. And uh, the uh, the gnoll leans closer to Orvo and is like, ah, she has already fallen for me. We will have long and happy marriage. And then he turns Many and he killed char- him. <laughs> <laughs> and then this gnoll creature he just like pats Orvo really hard on the shoulder and he says, "Friend of fiance, friend of mine, charge, young man!" And he grabs Orvo by the back of the shirt and just <laughs> forcibly makes him, along with the gnoll himself, charge into battle. <laughs> and Orvo's like, "Okay."
2: Orvo's had the experience of his life he never wants to repeat.
0: Yep, and Orvo is getting dragged into the middle of this fight with your possible fiance. Please no. Um and uh <laughs> you are just kinda of left standing there like
3: I don't
0: I don't know. <laughs> you don't you don't know, my dear. But things are happening to you and okay. you might not like them. Um oh, on great. that note it is your turn, my dear. how far away is the
2: imp on the cliff?
0: The imp on the cliff is let's see if about 50 feet away.
2: 50, damn, it's not too far.
0: You have 30 feet of movement, so if you wanted to move closer, you can.
2: Okay, Val is going to run or walk, whatever, her 30 feet, and then cast Burning Hands to this ice, nimp, this ice imp that is on the cliff.
0: Burning Hands has a it range It a 15, 15 feet? You're about 5 feet yeah, short. Yeah, you're 5 yeah. feet short of that you're one, my dear. Damn it. Okay, um... Uh, yeah yeah you'll yeah. have to think of something else so what do. else is down there uh there is the other remaining imp that's down here um nice he stupid is, where is he? oh that's he's him. over there oh, okay. there's this imp that's here and uh on the ground and then there's the one up on the cliff okay so we're
2: gonna do the same idea but to the one on the ground because he's probably closer
0: and you which will bring you like Behind pretty orvo. like yeah like up close yeah. next to your future husband and orvo and, uh... That's as fine. This, Meat shield. And, uh, yeah, as you kind of, like, step around, like, Orvo, and, like, you put out your hands. Do you want to use burning hands on this guy? Yes. Okay. Um, he is going to have to make a dexterity saving throw. And for the record, the entire time, <gasps> uh, Sir Goosington is still in your hood. His head pokes up once when all of this happens, and then just goes back down.
2: I forgot I had a goose in my hood.
0: You do. And you realize that as you There's like you a run goose forward. In my hood. As um, he kind of bounces in the hood, you know, just...
1: your
0: your DC is 14. He only rolls a 13, so he does fail. So go ahead and roll your 3d6 of damage, my dear. Fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, you kind of like launch out burning hands at this creature. And uh, it stumbles back as like, it's uh, made purely of ice. So you think this damage is just doing extra damage to it as it is vulnerable to uh, fire damage. And you see it like start to melt And it's holding this axe and like these pieces of metal and like the ice around it that he's made of starts to melt around these pieces. And he just kind of just starts to like water trickles off of him and then he very rapidly all of a sudden melts. And uh, just there's a pile of like water that's quickly freezing and uh, these pieces of armor and the axe that he was holding. And you have defeated this one. Now only the one on the thing remains on the cliff. And also, my dear you're going to have to roll for me and all you're right. going to roll me a d12 12, 12. Yes. 12? Yeah. oh no hang on uh...
1: 3
0: 3 <clears throat> she's
1: doing the evil hands
0: uh, as you go and uh, you cast burning hands as the fire kind of like uh, dissipates all of a sudden like magic zaps between your hands mm-hmm. what the hell was that
2: it's my father, drilling stuff into the wall outside, so the um, shades the shades that we have don't uh, flop and hit when it's windy.
0: Okay, just like okay, it sounds like somebody's knocking on your floor,
2: like trying to no, come in. No, it is literally face. my dad drilling a hole into the wall in front of us.
0: Your magic kind of zaps from one hand to the other, back and forth, and it. it gives like this really tingly buzzing feeling throughout your hands. And then you realize it's not just the buzzing feeling that you can like hear or like feel, you can hear it. And it gets louder and louder and just these five balls of light appear and they flicker for a moment and they flash. And where these balls of light were surrounding all of you within the area um, are these five gigantic, and when I say that, I mean like German shepherd size wasps.
1: Oh no. No.
0: Um, please roll me an animal handling check.
1: Everybody or just her?
0: No, just her. Oh, be good. Seven. You weren't good. Um, these giant uh, wasps that are now everywhere buzz and they, they kind of like seem very pissed off and they are now add giant wasps to the field Um, you're so close so you are surrounded by five gigantic wasps and they are pissed so the wasps are going to have their own initiative now and uh, yes these gigantic very pissed off looking wasps are surrounding you and they are what the fuck are these I don't know but they don't look happy ugh Great. And, uh, Val, is there anything, your turn is over, right? You
2: know, oh, you- yeah. I was just saying, can Val turn around and just whack the one behind her with her staff?
0: No, cause you don't have another attack. You already yeah. used one. Um, all right. We are back at the top of the initiative order. And that is the imp. Uh, that is the only one still standing, the spellcaster and he is pissed, but confused and, <laughs> but also pissed so he's going to point down at the middle of all of you where this knoll is, where the Orvo is, and all of these suddenly strange bug creatures are. And so right <coughs> in the middle of like all of you, uh, he is just going to launch another fireball, and he's gonna do it right about here. So he's gonna get you the knoll, he's gonna get Valkaria the knoll, Orvo, uh the still standing uh Drow, and uh probably two of these wasp creatures and uh, so go ahead and make me a dexterity saving throw please so make one for corvo the drow and your husband
3: my husband the, um, the
0: drow passes Porvo passes your husband does not for shame what did Non-natural you Non-natural 20. Non-natural 20. That's good, because you're going to need it. Uh, also, Val, as a tiefling, do you have fire resistance? Yes, I do. Yeah, you should have been taking half damage of the half damage. Oh, so half of go- 13? Yeah, mm-hmm. so you'll go ahead and you can add, like, six hit points back. And you'll, so you'll only take a quarter of what I'm going to roll. Stop
1: with the math, Misty.
0: <laughs> she hates math more than I do. Yeah. At least but Ani you at actually point... are good at math. Yeah, I was gonna say, at least Ani is good at math.
2: I am not. Well, if you ask all our, both of us, have, our math skills have gone to shit. <laughs> wow. Really? Yeah.
0: Okay, so that is uh, your husband is going to take 30 points of damage, because that's full Oof. damage. And so are both of the, uh, two of the wasps, the two wasps that are hit, um, are immediately just crispy wasps, and they are, they just fall over dead. You see your husband gets hit with all of this fire, and, uh, he, like, he burns, like, part of his fur and his hair and, like, part of his staff catches on fire and everything like that, and he looks pretty injured, to be fair. He looks pretty injured, but he kind of like shakes it off and he says, I will fight for my future bride. And he points the spear very threateningly at this ice imp that's still up there. He says, you at me. I will come for you who, who threaten my bride. And, uh...
2: Val is looking at Asha and Jazara, just going, I have no words for this.
0: That's valid. Um... So Orvo is going to take 15 points of damage, which does knock Orvo down. Orvo is out. Um, he collapses to the ground as he gets hit by the second wave of uh, fire. And Orvo, on his turn, will start making that save.
2: And how? What am I down to? Like how many? Hits? You are going to take
0: um, seven points of damage. Ugh,
3: not 12 HP.
0: No, it's better than you were. It's better than thirty, which you could have had. So true. Uh, so you, yeah, you take seven points of damage. Uh, the uh, other drow that's defending his companion also takes um, thirteen points of, or fifteen points of damage. He looks like he's barely holding it together at this point, and uh, as, as he staggers back after being hit with this fire, and uh, he kind of has to lean himself. <laughs> Against the against the wall, but he does not move from in front of his companion, like his who is unconscious. Um, Okie dokie, it is Jazara's turn. Jazara who now has to deal with a spellcaster and three freaky bug creatures, and uh, she's going to be like, "Okay, I'm tired of this shit." And She points at the um, imp that's still left, and she's going to cast Hunter's Mark on him. And uh, I will have to have her roll on the wild, magic magic table of funny, good times. She points at him like Nesta
1: points at the king of Highburn. <laughs> you, you motherfucker!
0: Uh, she gets an eight. And as she points at this guy, she casts Hunter's Mark on him. And she, uh, which creates this um, sense of, uh, it gives her more damage basically but uh for theatrical purposes like this glow of light comes from like the end of her hand and it like zeroes in directly on this uh, ice imp and it starts to glow on his chest and as it does it glows more and then more and then it starts to crackle and she very accidentally casts call lightning on this guy and uh which i will who's gonna do Damage to him. She's going to do three d ten lightning damage to this guy. Woo. As she very accidentally casts call lightning on him, and uh,
1: it works for us. Is that, was that wild magic? I was, I yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. She cast hunter's right. mark, okay, but cool. it, like it turned uh, into
2: lightning strike. Nice. yep yeah. Nice
0: for twenty four points of damage and she uh, this lightning just bursts out of this creature and for 24 fucking points of damage and this uh, thing steps back and uh, he's just where he's as soon as he steps back he kind of like freezes in place and then you watch like just this huge crack run down his body and then more and more cracks and he just shatters and his little staff just kind of to the ground and Jazar is like Okay, that was weird, but it works. Never done that before, but sure. It works. How heavy is that staff? It's a it's a stick. The ice uh, imps are about a foot and a half tall. Oh okay. Yeah. Is it is it
2: useless? Like if I pick it up, like nothing.
0: It is the most useless thing on the planet. Let me tell. It is a stick with a piece of magic uh, ruined cloth attached to the end of it. Yeah, you you are more likely to throw an actual rock and uh, hit an actual more magical stick than this stick. Um, But you guys are still dealing with giant wasp creatures, so Jazara, who hasn't actually intentionally attacked anything yet, is going (laughs) to start attacking wasps. (laughs) She's like, okay, surface seems to have a weird lightning theme thing going on, but all right. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, she's going to point her bow at one of the wasps, the one like, closest to her, and she's going to fire at that one. She misses the first time with the two. Uh, still a little shaken from, you know, just calling lightning out of lightning. the middle of nowhere. Um, and her next attack, however, is a natural 19. So she fires her uh, her bow, and she's going to do... 17 points of damage to one of the wasps which just skewers it and that wasp kind of like teeters as it flies before it just collapses on the ground. There are two wasps now left. One is close to- You forgot to to poof the other imp. Yeah, poof the other imp away. Poof! Poof yourself! Poofer? Poofer! And uh, it is the Captain's turn now, and uh, she's going to roll to her attacks to try and attack uh, the wasp directly in front of her. I
1: mean, she could just you probably use her crossbow and probably. no, and just smash. smash. Yeah, just say head
2: smash and then with the crossbow.
0: All right. Yeah, you know what? She's she's done. I'll have her do that. She rolls a 16, and she takes her crossbow, and she's having a hard time firing it because of her energy or her uh, injuries, and she just squishes. This thing. she just, her like 50 pound crossbow she just drops on top of this creature and it just goes and okay. it squishes
2: goodbye
0: and it squishes we got one, one, and one left and uh, it is now the wasp's turn and right. this one little wasp is left and it's just kind of buzzing around and it kind of and it's very angry it's going to take one stinger attack at uh, your husband and it's going to take the other stinger attack at you Valkyrie. Great. And uh, your husband, by the way, kind of like reaches out like in front of you a little bit. It's like, don't worry, darling. I'll protect you. And it kind of like shakes its staff at it. <laughs> also, he pointed his uh, his spear at Jasara. He's like, you took the kill that I had marked for my future pride. We will have words for taking my honor.
1: And Jazz is just like...
0: Mm-hmm. Jazz is just kind of looking at him like... Okay, he's lose, on, bro.
1: <laughs>
0: she's just like, I'm gonna have to fight this guy when this is over, but <laughs> dealing with the bugs first. Well, we'll
1: have words, bro. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it hits your future husband with a 17, but misses you with a two. So he, your future husband, get, he's meat getting shield. So, He's getting so fucked up. He takes five points of damage, and he gets stabbed like with his stinger, and like it immediately, the area just like swells. And he's just, he's not doing Anaphylaxis well. Anaphylaxis kills. <laughs> like, he, he kind of staggers and he's still like making sure he's standing in front of you and he's like, formidable foe. A formidable foe. And he's just kind of staggering as he is standing with about four hit points now. So, um, There are no more imps. There is the final, uh, there is the drow, the uh, one in the red cape. And he's going to make a valiant effort uh, as he staggers He charges, but he also staggers forward as he is having a hard time keeping himself upright. And he's going to take two swings of this wasp. Uh, and he hits both times. Good for him. He very, very exhaustedly just kind of like takes a, a wide swing and he does two points of damage with the first one. And then he kind of like uses the momentum to backward swing. Uh, for six points of damage for the next and he cuts off like one of the wasps wings and it kind of has to like teeter and land and it's kind of like drifting to the side as it, as it kind of lands on the ground um, and it is still alive and now it's just kind of like going in a circle buzzing on the ground in front of you guys um Asha, how big is dear. it? Uh, it's giant it's about the size of a German, Wait, shepherd. A German shepherd
2: okay
0: that's right uh, Asha it is your turn you're on a cliff. Go- yes, yeah, she does have to, um...
1: Can break. Asha fly? She's a vampire. She cannot fly. So.
0: She can um, walk, however, down
1: the side of the thing if she wants to. She was going to, Yes, yeah, she's going to walk down the side of the thing. Okay.
0: And, um... Uh, That'll be most of your movement, because you're about 20... At this edge of the cliff, you're, I'd say you're between 20 and 25 feet. So you'll have, um... Maybe another, like, going. 5 feet of movement left. 5 to 10 feet of movement left. Oh, excuse me,
1: um... Yeah, so she'll take the rest of her you know, her movement mm-hmm. to make full. And then um Damn, I had another plan for for my, my <clears throat> move and now there's this bug. Um, yeah. Uh, let's say she just ma'am. Um, she goes <laughs> she just uh, gonna take aim with Sacred Flame. Okay. And uh She's gonna
0: hit that fucker. All right, Fuck um, hug and
1: put it out of its misery.
0: It, it cannot dodge. Like it's a dexterity saving throw. It cannot dodge your sacred flame. Um, it's gonna get hit. It's gonna get. It's gonna get hit. You can just roll your damage for that one because it cannot. It cannot leave. So roll me the one d eight. Come on. Thank you. Eight. Eight. You take a fire into your hand, and you just fling it at this bug, and it smacks into this bug, and it just turns extra crispy as it just kind of flops over. And you're out of combat. Ew. Yay! Now, however, I will but say... Asha, but that
1: Asha or- is very aware of Orvo, which is what my plan was.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Can I run over to him and
3: do another yeah.
1: spell?
0: So you can go ahead and you can run over to um, Orvo and you can um, heal him. How would you like to heal him? I dare?
1: I've got Spare the Dying um, uh, and that's a, I have to touch him to do it. So I'm going to place my
0: hands on him. Okay. And um, you know. and he
3: stabilizes.
1: So, <laughs> yep.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, so you go ahead and like you cast Spare the Dying on him and then as you're doing that, uh, Jazara is going to cross the uh, now uh, less hostile field and uh, she's gonna kind of like skirt her way around this woman, <laughs> and uh, she's gonna approach the drow, uh, the downed drow who's been down the whole time, and uh, she's going to cast cure wounds on him because um, she's gonna check like she checks and like he's unconscious but alive, um, so she's gonna go ahead and cast cure wounds on him, and she's going to bring him back up for six points. So uh, the the drow that has been like having these short swords and he um he's got like this uh really fancy red cape and everything like that he sees jazara coming and he's kind of like he gets a little defensive in front of his friend and uh because he's still holding his uh, his swords and she just kind of like puts her hands up and just offers and she's like i'm i can heal him if you want and he kind of like makes eye contact with the the woman who's very clearly the one in charge and she kind of reluctantly, but she, uh, nods, but she does. And Jazara kind of goes over and she like um, casts cure wounds on on this drow, and the drow instantly just takes a deep breath the, and just sits right up and just kind of looks a little freaked out. And uh, his companion, uh, the one with the red cape, kind of turns and just uh, starts checking him over and make sure he's all right. And Jazara like backs walks off. away. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, however, she does have to make a new.
3: Roll. Let's they have fire. with fire gods.
0: Uh, as she casts cure wounds um, on, uh, uh, this, uh, on this on this brow and everything like that, and you guys are all just kind of like staring uh, at each other. And just as she does that, there's a shimmer of magic, and it kind of, like, zips around, like, between all of you, and, uh, as it does, like, it starts to coalesce in different, in different places, and then just, five, uh, five lobsters form in the middle of the air and fall, and everybody make me a dexterity saving throw not to get attacked. Buy a lobster. 16. 12. <laughs> uh, just got a 17. Uh, so these lobsters go, and I gotta roll for the other people. First crabs, now lobsters. Then, e- what if
1: I have a shellfish allergy after this?
0: <laughs> the captain is fine. The uh, newly conscious guard or uh, drow guy is fine. The other one, however, one just smacks on top of his head and then just pinches onto his ear and just, he's like, won- it won't let go. And he's just over there yanking on it, trying to get it off. The other drow is now trying to help him and they're trying to pull its claws yeah. apart. the other guy, and they're just flinging themselves around. And just this woman who is in charge is just staring at them. And she just stomps over Grabs this lobster, pries its claws open, flings it back behind her, and you just hear it thump somewhere in the far distance. Away.
2: <laughs> Sounds like a Jazara move.
0: Mm. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, it is about that same time it, that's uh, Valkaria, and you have a fiance, and he's surveying this battlefield. And he looks and he sees no more enemies directly. And he turns to you and says, I have defeated them. Do you consider these people your enemies? And he's pointing at like, Asha. He's like, no, no, no.
2: These, are, these are my family.
0: And then he gets on his knees again and he, and he says, then we shall be wed. Your family being present is a generous boon by the gods. Our wedding will be swift. Val
2: is sending as, like, as hard as she can. She's she doesn't even a...
1: have to. She can just do it with her eyes at this point. Um,
2: but all of it. Eyes looking at Jazz and Asha, looking at him, pleading. And in a message form going, hit him on the back of the head. Do something. I can't. What is happening?
0: And he takes, and he takes your hands as this is happening. And he's like, I will take you to my people and they will love you. They things. will love you and they will hail you as the goddess that you are, and we will forever go down in history in this battle. And he like serves, like he points at his staff around at the at this battle. Will go down in history as one of the greatest my people have ever fought. Jazara, help me. <laughs> and Jazara is like is standing there looking at this man, and, and <laughs> just like she just starts to say something. She's like, "Um, I, I don't, I don't know who you are." <laughs> how you got here and where do you came from and he says ah and then just as he starts to say something there's a flash of light next to him probably about 10 feet away and another form coalesces into a second knoll and this one her hair is very long and braided and really thick and it's got all of these charms all down it and she turns and she has like this really gnarled looking staff. And she turns around, and she silently looks around at everyone, and she yells, what are you doing here? And he, and he turns, and he looks at her, and he's like, mother, I have found myself a bride. And he oh, no, turns Valkaria mother. to face this woman. And Valkyria, this, this no much older woman, stomps up to you, and she looks at you, and she looks you up and down. And just with the most disdain possible. And she's this is your bride? Look at her. She has no fur. She is not good enough for you. This, this bald creature is not good enough for you. I will not have this woman met girl thing as my daughter-in-law and she takes her stab and she smacks you. You are not good enough for my son. We will uh. go home now. Valgoria
2: is just so taken aback that she got insulted you and she got You are a gold hit.
0: digger. My son is a prince and you will not be his
3: queen. Lady cracked she, she crawled out of him.
2: You hit me one more time, I'm gonna show you what the Underdark does when people hit them.
0: You are not good enough for my son. He will marry a queen and he will go down in history as the greatest warrior of our people! And I'm a fucking princess! You do not look like princess, you look like bald monkey! <laughs> and you look like a tattered dog! <laughs> and like Sir Goosington pops his head up over your shoulder and, sweat, and he goes, ah, and, and she's like, and you walk around with a second head on the back of your head. You cannot marry this woman. She is part bird. <laughs> no wonder and she is bald. Val's gonna pod. look back
2: at her. Val's gonna look behind her and go, Goosey, okay. you
0: know,
2: help, do something, Sir Gooseington. By looks her at face, I don't know.
0: If Sir Goosington looks at this woman. And, like, he kind of, like, puts his head, like, in your hood, and, like, you, there's, like, a lot of rustling noises, and, like, he pops his head back up, and there's this little small pebble, and he just flings it forward with his head, and it just, it sails over your shoulder, and then just down to the ground, right between you and this woman. And she says, you've declared war on our people?! How dare you? You cannot marry this woman. I will not allow it. We are going home right now to ready ourselves for war. He's like, but mother, she is my bride. I want to marry her. She is my true love. I love her so much. I'll marry her and we will go down in history. We have fought greatest of battles today. I also have no idea what this accent is, and it it's just coming in. Just don't know what it is. But <laughs> then again, what is a hyena person supposed to sound like? To be fair, Slavic, sure, sure. I guess that we'll call that. it's an insult to anyone who's Slavic who's listening to this podcast, and I apologize. But it's it's fantasy hyena people. It, it, they don't sound like anything, and that's what we're gonna go with. And she reaches over and, like, she grabs him by the ear and yanks him down to her level. She says, I told you, you are not marrying this woman. You are not going to marry this bald monkey and her second head. Get going. We are going home right now he says, but mother, I don't, I can't. Right? I have made promises to her. She's expecting great riches and fame and love. And I love her. And he says, ow, ow, yes, mother. Yes, yes, mother. Ow, ow. And, and he points like his, his staff at you and he says, I will come back for you, my love. Our love will not be ended here. We are star-crossed. I will fight for you every day. I promise. I'll see you later,
2: beloved.
1: Goodbye.
0: See that she says she loves me, and just as she says that, like they both just vanish in a flash of light.
1: (laughs) Asha throws down her shield in relief. Just she just doesn't have it in her to just well. well, That's
2: okay. Val is gonna pick up whatever pebble that Goosey decided to declare war with, and she's like, "Here's your war pebble, Goosey."
0: And he goes, ah, and he puts it back. Thanks.
2: Over. Thank you for ah. declaring war on my
0: behalf. And for the record, that was my favorite wild magic search. Okay. <laughs> I was I'm really, glad I, it landed on me. I desperately didn't want it to happen to an NPC or to Jazara. I was like, it has to happen to one of you. Like, it needs to. <laughs> And then just like it was just so much funnier if it's not Jazara. And it was just like please and I was so kind of. Oh you didn't want old. to talk to yourself. No, I didn't want to just have repetitive <laughs> conversations with myself. Because Jazara's reaction would have just been to kill him. And like that she's just like, No. And then just murdered. So And now he has to go back with mommy.
3: Mm.
0: to who knows where. You've never seen his like kind before. W- and, uh, you don't- you don't know. But now, after all of that, you're standing in a clearing surrounded by new faces.
1: Yeah. We do have to address these, uh, people. And
0: the, the griffins. The woman... wanna,
2: um, help the griffins?
0: And, uh, you see, like, the, the woman with the crossbow, she's kind of- she just- with one hand, she just rips off the net that's covering the one griffin. And, uh, she, uh, as she as she does so, that griffin kind of like gets up and starts going towards like the baby griffin and uh, she more gently like pulls the second net like off of the baby griffin and uh, she turns and uh, as she does so, like both of the the griffins kind of like get up and uh, kind of like nudge the little baby griffin back like between them. So it, they're kind of like standing guard around these, uh, around their little baby. Um, They're all injured, but they're all like, it doesn't okay. look like it's anything serious, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> but this woman who's standing here in all purple, um, her hair is pretty, uh, short and everything, and a very severe, like, cut and everything like that. She's wearing, um, what looks to be very nice, but very well-worn armor. Um, she picks up her very large crossbow and, like, uh, slings it over her back and what looks like some kind of, like, case that it has, and it hooks it to her back. And, uh, the young man who is like more well-dressed but very much younger than the other ones he kind of like stands up and he pulls his friend uh, to his feet and uh, they all kind of face you and this woman she says and who might you be i have not seen you before and she very particularly looks at jazara and uh, she says and i do not recognize any of you or the insignia on your armor That would be because we're not from here. And where, are you you from? From the Underdark. And all three of them stiffen, like, at that. And then, like, and what master do you serve? Master? We don't serve a master. We have a city. And she kind of, like, raises an eyebrow at that. She says, the Underdark cities were destroyed long ago. Any creatures still existing in them were supposed to have been dealt with many centuries before. Uh, She's going to step closer to you. Like, she's going to start walking towards you and as she does, Jazara immediately gets between you and her. And this woman steps just directly in front of Jazara. Val's going to
2: poke her head over the side of Jazara's shoulder and be like, our city's old? We, like, our entire city Left the calamity on the surface, created a little city in a pocket of tunnels. You can't really get to unless you know how to get there. She,
0: she kind of shares. Forever. She kind of like shares a look with the other two, and she says, "During the time of the calamity." Yep. Yep. And she kind of like looks you guys over, and she says, "What gods do you serve?"
2: And Val is gonna look at Asha
0: and Jazara is like very like you she kind of has like pushed you both to stand behind her at this point like Asha you're still kind of with Orvo who's still unconscious Mm -hmm. on the ground mind you Um, but Jazara's taken like a firm stance so that she is between you guys and like this this woman who is very displeased for many reasons Um, and uh, uh, yeah she kind of like starts like as Valkyria addresses Asha uh, this woman's full attention focuses in on you Asha And
1: uh, Asha is very on the spot because she's getting all kinds of vibes um, that potentially sharing information is not the best. And um, she's developed this habit of touching her wrist, even though no one will know what the hell she's doing, but like she kind of tucks her arm
0: behind her Mm -hmm. and says, why do you want to know? I want to know if I need to exterminate cultists of Loth here and now are Called you who? Or, who you guys would know who wolf is wolf is the spider queen goddess of uh ancient drow civilization from the Ah, uh, that's why you guys um, have the spider thing yeah and uh these Drow do not wear any any kind of spider insignia and but neither does anybody in the nameless city Lolth was one of the, if not the first god who was killed, just outright killed in the Calamity. Um, and she was known for some of the most horrific acts of a god. could be possible for everything from murder, for amusement, to enslavement. She's uh, the god version of uh, Amarantha, basically.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. So. Um, okay, so rewinding the confused, huh? And, uh... <laughs> no
0: cult! Nope. No, no, no Lolth. No. and not gonna in our look, city. Going to look at her and she says our city has never nor will it ever adhere to the teachings, if you can call them that, of loth. And do not accuse my friends or my people of that again. And you would know that a, in your city accusing somebody of being like a follower of loth yeah. is one of the worst insults you can leverage against a person. And especially against like the drow people of your city, and uh, Jazara does not take very kindly. To yeah, that. I don't think any of the Telena would take that kindly. No, they would not. They would not take that very well, like at all. And uh, Jazara and this woman kind of like get into like a, a long staring contest. And I'm gonna roll for.
2: Does Asha want to tell them that we serve the Moonweaver? <laughs> we don't serve the Moonweaver, but like.
0: She kind of stares at um J'zara for like a long moment and she says If you are not servants of Loth, then I suppose as thanks for what you did here and helping, we shall let you be. If you are from the Underdark, then what is your business here on the surface? Ha! Huh. Funny you should ask. And specifically, uh Valkaria, um are you still standing behind Jazara? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I have to think about that. I'm like, yes, I'm going to still stand there. Because if Jazz moves in front of me for a reason, I'm not moving until she says it's okay to move. But she's going
0: to bark like a chihuahua. (laughs) Um, I want you to give me a perception check, please. Six. Six. Okay. You don't notice anything. Oh, great. Uh, And, uh... So this woman uh, who's standing there, and she kind of like starts walking over to the towards the griffins and she starts checking on them. You say you're from the Underdark, which is interesting, if not a bit hard to believe. So who are you exactly? Why are you here on the surface instead of wherever it is you come from? Well, who are you?
2: Why should I give you all this information? As far as I know, you could just kill me after I tell you.
0: And the one in red, uh, kind of like looks at her, and she and, she's, and he says, well, oh, she she does have a bit of a point." And like the woman, like just gives him the most severe look, and he just <laughs> shuts up. And like he kind of like, looks at, at the at the guy next to him, and uh, they and uh, the the guy who had just woken up just kind of like nudges him, and just no. like, "You moron,
2: <laughs> you moron." And yeah, Val's moron. gonna wink at him just really quickly, going. Like...
0: And he just immediately he's just looking anywhere, but he's just, <laughs> just like he's already in enough trouble. He's like, no, nope. mm-hmm. no, I'm in enough trouble. And this woman, she says, fair enough. An exchange of information, perhaps. Names for names, reasons for reasons. Deal. Accepted. Deal. All right. And mm-hmm. she uh, gestures at the uh, at the other two and uh, the the new guy. <laughs> the the guy who's, uh, in red and everything like that, he looks at uh, you guys and, like, uh, <clears throat> and he kind of, like, starts to gather himself and he, like, straightens and he's, ah, hello. I am, uh, Thyslin, uh, Thylisis. I am a, uh, guard of Rosanna. And he says that with a bit of pride. And, uh, the, uh, the one next to him kind of, like, leans over and is like, hey, uh, thanks for saving me. And he kind of, like, looks at Jazara. It's like, I, I appreciate it, and he kind of like cuts his eyes over to the woman, and then uh, <clears throat> he says, I'm Comb Com Amaros. Uh, nice to meet you <laughs> all, and your giant bugs. And your fiancé? I didn't quite catch all of that. I was unconscious for part of it, I think.
2: Val just, just... Alright. And the,
0: and the woman's going to turn, and uh, she kind of like Stares at you guys for a moment. She says, Al Sandor, Captain of the Guard.
2: Very nice to meet you all. What is your purpose here?
0: Mm-hmm. Names for names. What are yours? Pur- purpose. Fair. fair.
2: Val is going to put, you know, he's, she's going to get her staff and put it, you know, put it in the ground in one hand and with a great flourish bow.
0: And Jazara has moved out from in front of you at this yeah. at this point, so, so that she's you just going to do bow your dramatic. A- Dramaticness yes. that she knows is coming.
2: Uh, she knows. Valkaria Nycor, daughter of the leader of the Dragonite Syndicate, the Nameless City. My companions, Asha Kel, our cleric, and our under my rule captain of the guard, Jazara Telena. Future captain of the
0: guard. Future captain of the guard. And uh, Jazara just stares at this woman <laughs> and just dares her to just just say anything. And Valkari, roll me a perception check, please. And or an insight, that. either is higher.
1: And while she does that, Ash is gonna go and, um, Orvo. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: that one. 17.
0: 17. This woman, she looks at you, and as like, Jazar has stepped away, and you, like, do a flourish and a bow. You see her eyes get slightly wider, and you're not really sure why, and then she kind of, like, shares a look with one of the other guards, and then she focuses back on you. And, uh, Asha, you introduce Orvo, and she just kind of, like, looks at him with complete disinterest. And Mm -hmm. Jazara says, oh, and, um, she turns to Valkaria's hood, and she says, Sir Gooseville. Oh, yeah, the goose.
3: Sir Tail.
0: And just the woman's eyebrow just goes so very high up into her hairline, <laughs> and she says, "Fair enough, I suppose." Now I've never I heard saw... of you or your city, but sure,
2: it's kind of how we like it. Um, hmm. Did anyone else notice her eyes widen, or did just Val, no.
0: Asha, can and Jezarek can roll perception checks. Eighteen uh 21 for Gisara. So everybody notices like she's there's something that about you that she has like registered in some way. Um you're not really sure how or what or why. And uh but uh something about her is you have registered
3: with her.
2: All right. Well, we've given names for names,
0: purpose for purpose. Why are you here? It is a part of my duty. We are to patrol this area and look after the griffins here. Normally, the griffins are with us and as a part of our patrol and with our people in our outpost here. And however, these ones, this uh, pair were about to have their uh, young offspring and they require space in order to do what parents do, raising their offspring and to train him and to raise him away from the chaos of our outpost, which all griffins are allowed to do. And we come to check on them to make sure they were all right. And when we arrived, they were being attacked by these... And she kind of, like, kicks a pile of, like, <laughs> melted snow. Which is these barbaric creatures. It is a part of our duty. Along with all of the things that we do. We do it for, of course, Rosanna, Jorhos and the Bright Queen.
1: Well, we are here. Jorhas. Sure. Mm-hmm. We were looking... For a cure for the frozen sick for our friends back in Isilcross.
0: I've heard of this illness, though it is not something that's plagued my people. It's not something
2: you want to plague your people.
0: She just kind of uh, raises an eyebrow at that. She's like, duly noted. (laughs) I've heard that it is a fast and painful death, all things considered.
2: Can agree. Seen it happen. Mm-hmm.
0: Delightful. <laughs> <laughs> she is a uh, not exactly the most talkative of people. Misty's but doing
1: her Miranda Priestly.
0: <laughs> there you go. But she, as um, she's kind of standing there, the uh, the the younger guard, the one who looks a little like a little more green around the gills and everything with everything that's going on, um, kind of like looks over and. Uh, Uh, just kind of like sensing the tension of everything that's going on and uh, kind of steps forward and uh, says and uh, we are here of of course as a part of our outpost and our research into the ruins of Aeor as many others including the Empire uh, have done before us what is your purpose here you were looking for a cure but is that it? Do you not desire to look through the ruins of Aeor as well? Most who come here are looking for something more grand than a cure.
1: Nope. We just
0: want to come here to help our friends back in Pillbank. He's going to do an insight check on you. Because you're here looking for more than just a cure. You're here looking for an army.
2: Well, yeah, well...
0: Um, roll me... A, you can either roll me a Persuasion check or a Deception check.
2: Woo-hoo.
0: 13. 13. Um, you guys kind of like stare at each other and he understands that there's probably more going on than what you guys are talking about. And uh, Jazara kind of like is going to turn to, to, now to this guy and she says, I am surprised to see drow on the surface especially with the sunlight and uh, he taps it and he's like oh yeah and he like kind of like turns and you see like this little magic sigil by uh near his eyes and he says this deals with the uh, light sensitivity that we tend to face naturally and uh he says it's not something we have to worry about back home of course but uh it's perpetual night there but even above ground but uh yeah He he says we uh we combat it in in different ways. You can't live your entire lives underground or in the dark. Which is kind of like, we've lived our entire lives underground to quite a bit success, some would say. And he kind of like holds up his hands, he's like, I meant no offense. Simply that some have created a more fulfilling lifestyle above the surface. And instead of sequestering ourselves in the dark, Bring instead the darkness to us wherever we would like to go.
2: Val is sim- like she's slowly simmering because she's mm-hmm. taking insult after insult here, saying that what we do like our lives in the underdark are not fruitful.
3: <laughs>
0: and like Jazara like is going to look at you, Valkyrie, and she's gonna kind of give you that look that says like mental message her. And uh, if you d- are you gonna will you yeah. mental message her? She says as much as I don't particularly care for this group of people these people are probably from the outpost we saw on the map of the drow that was mentioned to us by Venton and Orvo if anybody's going to have an army that might be sympathetic it might be people who also descend from the Underdark
2: how do you want to play
1: this? they
0: are your people Okay, Miss Leader of Our People.
1: <laughs> I know, you have the charm. Oh yeah, I have the charisma. And
0: uh, Jazara will just kind of say, perhaps we should tell them about what's happening with the city, and just take Alright chance. If you don't want to, we don't have to, but oh, no. th- these people clearly aren't, like, the, the most in charge of everyone. Like, they wouldn't send the leader of their people out here, and apparently they're some kind of queen. But we need to talk to somebody. If it's not these people, then we need to talk to somebody else, but we'd have to get to convince them to take us with them wherever it is their outpost is, because we don't... I know it's here, according to the map, it's somewhere on this island. But... I don't know where. Oh,
2: it's a start. All right, let's put on the old Valkyria charm.
0: <laughs> okay, what would what do you do? What was her name again? Uh, her name is Al uh, Sandor. Al Al Sandor. It's A L dash, uh, S A N D O R.
2: Al Does she have a last name?
0: Not that she's told you.
2: Okay. How the fuck do I address her? Um. She said she was, what, captain? Captain. Captain, I have a question for you.
0: She kind of just spreads her hands out like, okay.
2: Proceed. What if I told you that we are here for more than just a cure to the frozen sick, but not for selfish reasons to find grandeur and glory in Aeor?
0: I would tell you I would not be surprised that you're here for another reason. That was pretty obvious from the get-go. However, I would be willing to hear of your other reasons.
2: Our city, the Nameless City, is unfortunately under attack. For the first time since everyone escaped from the Calamity and created the city. Illithids are attacking our city. And and she
0: kind of, like, shares a a surprised look with the other two. It is not often you hear of elithids, especially on the mortal plane.
2: My father, the leader of the Syndicate and of the city, has tasked me, his heir, future captain of the guard, and the future leader cleric, my best friends, my family. We have been tasked to go find an army on the surface and hopefully bring back to help us fight against the elithids to keep our home intact and safe once more.
0: An army? She kind of looks at you for a for a moment. Uh, roll me a persuasion check, please. Twenty two. Twenty two. Um. She stares at you for like a very long moment, and she says, "An army is not something I can provide." However, and she stares at you, and you get that same feeling you did when you thought she noticed something about you. Mm-hmm. As she stares at you, she says. Though I know people who may be more helpful. You could talk to the commander of our outpost. He might, at very least, be able to point you in a more stable direction.
2: Valkyria mm-hmm. is going to bow her head in acknowledgement. Thank you, Captain. It is much appreciated. Any help we can get is a boon.
0: And she nods at you, and then she let, she puts her fingers like, in her mouth and lets up this really high-pitched whistle. And... uh you hear like this screeching noise from the distance and Mm -hmm. then these gigantic uh, winged griffins come flying out from the tree line and uh, they kind of land all around you and there's three of them and uh, where clearly like one uh, of these people had been riding each of the griffins and she says, our fort is on the other side of these mountains assuming it's where we left it and I'm not interested in traveling by foot. Let's go. Lead the way, Captain. And Jazara kind of looks at Orvo and she's like, what What should we uh, do? And uh, one of the other guards, the uh, one that had been knocked unconscious, he calm. he goes over and he's like, I'll take this one here. I'll, I'll help you out. And he puts the Orvo over the back of one of the griffins and he gets on to that griffin. And that griffin flaps its wings and it just jerks up and takes off into the sky. And uh, uh, Zycin, uh, he reaches over and he offers a hand to uh, Asha and he's like, Care for a uh, flight, my lady?
1: Oh, she's gonna take the hand and uh, we're gonna go.
0: And he Thank
2: helps you, you
3: like on the...
2: Sal is going to like do the quirky
1: whistle, the
3: to... <laughs>
1: there's an obscene gesture. (laughs) And, uh, uh,
0: like, one of the, uh, other griffins, one of the ones from the family, the, uh, adult, uh, the, what looks like the dad, he walks over and he kind of, like, hits Valkaria in the side and he just kind of, like, gestures. Like,
3: you can get on.
2: (laughs) Val's gonna, again, bow her head in acknowledgement and
0: pat him on the side of the neck and make her merry way on top of the back of a griffin. And the she, captain of the guard, like, gets on a griffin, and Jazara and the captain are just staring at each other. <laughs> and Jazara really looks like she wants to walk. Like, that she will walk over these mountains before she will get on this griffin.
2: Jazz, and, hop on the griffin.
0: And just, like, mental link, she just says to you, no. <laughs> just jazz, no, This woman is just staring at her, and Jazara's just got her arms crossed, not moving, and the griffin that this woman is on starts to flap its wings, and, like, it starts to lift off off the ground, and it darts forward, and as it does, like, this woman reaches out like puts her hand like into the front of jazara's cloak lifts her up
3: off the ground and (laughs) slams
0: her onto the back of this griffin and you just hear a string of jazara's cursing as all of you are just launched up into the (laughs) sky
2: while jazara's cursing val is whooping
1: just
0: and asha's just holding on kind of tight
2: with her eyes kind of shut
0: oh yeah (laughs) and uh uh, the woman like over like the the air and like the uh, the speed of everything, and uh, she says, "We will take you to Varmas and when we do, do try to mind your manners. You're going to meet the head of our fort, after all. And if anyone is going to provide you with the answers you seek, it will be them. I will take my cue from you, Captain." And she says. Good. And in un- and under, uh, common, and she says to you, and she says, uh, specifically looking at uh, Valkyria, and she says, Your city, how much does it remember of the past? And when she says this in Undercommon, you register that it is Undercommon. Mm-hmm. However, it sounds a little strange to your ears. Like a different dialect? yeah it is it literally i was thinking about this earlier it's kind of like the difference between western and eastern armenian okay like it's it's language that is technically under one like banner of a language mm-hmm. but it is diverged in dialect enough that it makes it kind of difficult to understand like you understand her but it takes a second to register what the fuck she just said
1: yeah like the syntax is all over, like yeah, yeah it's it like like yoda speaks english but in yeah. a very different way um all of it, right? Yeah. Can anyone else hear you over this conversation? I, I guess so.
0: Yeah, you guys are all flying like close enough together that you can hear each other if you shout over the wind.
2: So yeah, Everyone remembers pretty much all of it. We've been there since it, so we've heard all the
0: stories. And it's- this woman uh, says to you, much has changed in the several hundred years since the Calamity. You and your people, if you've truly lived underground for so long, have missed out on much. It will be interesting to see how well you catch up. And you, like, her griffin just darts off really fast. And you hear Jazara once again, just cursing. And, because uh, she will refuses to grab onto this woman for stability. <laughs> so she's only staying on this griffin by the power of her legs, like, holding onto this griffin. And she is cursing up a storm. And, like, the woman's, like, griffin, uh, like, flies up really fast. And we're going pretty fast. And you are very surprised. And you are just thousands of feet of me. Point and you start uh, like heading up over this mountain as the sun really just starts to set over the, over the islands and everything like that. And as your uh, griffins kind of like beat their wings, it's harder and harder as so they climb higher and higher and higher to get over the top of this mountain. Just as they come over the crest of it, and you can see like the light of like the sunset coming up over the ocean, which you can see on the other side of these mountains, and they're on the other side massive, it almost looks like a city at first as you stare at it, and but as you notice, it, it almost shifts and sways these gigantic buildings that have like what looks almost like a wall, but it's oddly shaped around it, and it tilts, and as you watch it, this it slightly rocks back and forth, and you see what is not a city, but three massive buildings multi-story tall ships that are made to look like pieces of a city sit in the ocean just past the mountains. And I will show them to you before. I was going to (laughs) say. I want to see. Wow. They are snow-covered and huge and its they're at least like several stories tall per boat and then they have these gigantic building structures on top of them that look like what look like from huts to guard towers to like just huge massive structures and you see little firelights all uh, darted throughout them and wow. uh, the woman kind of like turns back to you all and she says welcome to Vermas fort of the people of Jorhas." and as you crest over these mountains and you see like the sun sets over these gigantic ships bigger than truly parts of your city are um, though not together they're not bigger than the nameless city but they are taller than a lot of structures in your city and uh these gigantic chains like lead out from them anchoring them in place as they s- slowly rock and as your griffins fly towards them and on that note we will end our session
1: Woo! Woo! That was kind of crazy, that one. I know.
2: Yeah. so proud. Val was, uh, Val was very diplomatic. She
1: better use all of it in the next session. Yeah.
0: Because you're going to have to try it's... and convince somebody for an army. Well, you got to the captain of the guard. True. It's one victory. Yeah. So I what do think?
2: Oh, that was so much fun.
0: Good. Do you want to know, before I, I close it out and I publish it for the world, what the remaining wild magic surges are. Yes. Um, A 13 is you cast Cure Wounds on yourself. A 11 Mm -hmm. was you cast Zone of Truth on everyone, including yourself, within 15 feet around you, so nobody can lie.
2: Veritaserum. Uh,
0: 10 was your skin turns neon blue until dawn. Avatar. Um, Avatar. Nine is the companion for the Beware ra- the raccoon cloud image that you saw is turning one of you into a raccoon. Yeah. Do um, we one- ever? Yeah, you might. I am saying not,
2: not that we ever get turned into one. But do we um, ever see the outcome of the Beware raccoons?
0: You might. Depends on whether or not you uh, uh, roll for raccoons. Um, okay. You can turn into a chicken for an hour. Um, you cast magic missile uh, at a first level with one missile going towards you and the other two targeting different party members. Um, you and a target determined by the DM swap places. Uh, number two is you cast a third level sleep spell on yourself, which would knock you unconscious.
3: <laughs>
0: and uh, rolling a natural one on a D100 is oh, you God. summon a young white dragon
2: a young white dragon is it trying to kill us you get to keep it do we get to keep it
0: when i say young i don't mean baby i mean it is huge still still do we get to keep it it would probably try to kill you there is an island full of white dragons here and it will probably try to kill you because none of them are nice so okay never mind But yeah, that is the last of the wild magic surges. So well, it's the last of like the 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 thing, and I'm not expecting you guys to really have to deal with it after this. So Yay! So you guys had a little bit of fun. Um Asha met a god. So there's that. Valkaria got engaged briefly. Valkaria got engaged, and she better hope that doesn't come back to bite her in the ass, especially if she meets a world. I was like trying to like I was almost like,
1: Don't be mad. D- like don't get mad at the mom calling you names. Maybe it'll dissuade him. No no. No no. <laughs> like uh... Like Val was
2: struggling. She's like, Yes, please keep insulting me so that you could take your son away. But also, why do you let him insult
0: me? Like what do I do to you? You're bald and you're not covered in fur. Like there's yeah. something wrong with that.
1: I mean but are they like solidly covered in, i'm sorry Toby. are they solidly covered in fur because they look kind of
2: rat ass so they um, do like they have mange
0: like all of their like everything except for like maybe what we would call like the elbow down is all covered in fur everything else is covered in fur so like their their paws are not so much and then like their feet and everything like that are not and then they have longer patches of like longer fur that equate to their hair uh, but yeah, they are furry, so okay. Um, yeah, Valkaria almost married a furry. That's fine.
1: um Valkaria <sighs> almost became a furry.
0: Yeah, uh, Valkaria almost became a furry, and that guy, I guess, almost became a humanist or teachingist Great. Whatever word you guys want to use for that, and nobody needs to give it any thought to figure it out. But yeah, a humophile. A humophile. Oh god, sounds terrible. But yeah you guys met a god you got engaged you got insulted a lot you fought uh some ice imps which was interesting and uh yeah so i knew this one was gonna be different and challenge you guys in a couple of different ways so but uh yeah i have to say that the twist of like asha meeting a god was fun for me so
1: that was fun that was fun very excited to see where this takes her. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. So and Asha has started her journey into becoming uh physically stronger and learning some combat skills. So that's good for her. So yeah, it's been good and for it was fun.
2: And for Squishy. Squishy and is for... gonna be working on her Squ- muscles too.
0: Squishy, like was involved whether she wanted to be or not, and was just like, Hey, this is happening to you now. She made Faria. some choices
1: that uh led her there though, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: clocking Asha in the face just in the face like you thought that was just gonna do something magical like and what did it do it clocked her in the face yes it did
1: so, and asha got like a black eye probably
0: just... <laughs> yeah asha is still walking around with like a bruise on her face <laughs> she that people
1: that, that everyone else is probably not telling her exactly how bad it is because <laughs> there's nothing. you look else. fine
0: they there's look no fine. there's no mirror she doesn't know you know she doesn't like the first time you guys walk into a full-blown real tavern and asha gets a look at her appearance she will probably scream probably and the other two will be like, "Oh,
2: right.
1: <laughs> we might have missed some details there, Asha. Just
0: like we might have been trying to protect you by not telling you that you look like you got run over by a, a truck a couple of times. But you know, Love none it. of the rest of us you look don't know great. what a
1: truck is anyway. It's okay,
0: Asha. You it's look like scary. you got s- trampled by a hippogriff. It's fine,
1: right?" <laughs> and and this guy this drow is still kind of flirting with her and like, "Here, come up on my griffin."
0: <laughs> Black eye <laughs> and all. It's like he looks like he's trying to be nice. And Ash oh, is just oblivious. She's oblivious I- because
1: she doesn't
0: she wants to she doesn't know.
1: She doesn't know how bad she looks.
2: Hair still disheveled.
1: Oh yeah, can you imagine the 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 blowout she got from being up on a griffin?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that none of you are landing with very good hair, that's for sure. Just let me brush my hair.
3: Just let me brush my
0: hair. It's like, just, just let me make myself a little more presentable for like meeting uh, people we need to like bribe, basically.
1: Right. Can I take a bath? Can I take a bath?
0: It's like, please, 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 I'll pay you. I'll
1: pay you. I have
0: gold. It's like, do you take gold? Please say yes. Who, who wouldn't take gold? How how cruel. Yeah, right, just specifically denying it because Asha wants a bath. Just, just,
1: give me a, I just want to wash my hair. <laughs> I
0: just want to wash my hair and my face. Maybe mm-hmm. my clothes. Maybe maybe that too. Alright, any questions you guys have for me besides spelling stuff?
2: No i'm pretty good i'm excited to see what vo- this fort the ship fort is going to provide us
0: yeah i was uh i spent so long trying to figure out how i was gonna get you guys to this fort without making you like jump through so many hoops so i'm just like ah, fly you guys are gonna fly, fly. because i'm not doing fly. more overland travel which is the most boring we thing gotta move possible. this thing Moving it along, it's like let's go. They've mentioned two places. They mentioned Jorhas and Rosana. Um, mm-hmm. Rosana is a city. Jorhas is like a nation. Yeah, it's like an empire. And what's basically. the name of the fort? uh The fort. Jorhas starts with an X. X- I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. I'll
1: spell that for oh. you. The fort. <laughs> I very quickly realized that that was not the conversation
0: no <laughs> vermonts uh, Vermas. the vermonts yeah v-u-r-m-a-s for the uh fort the fort gotcha, gotcha. um but uh yeah any questions you guys have for me so far not currently no okay <laughs> i'm go. excited mm-hmm. it should be good like you guys have actually finally met people who like speak under common and everything like that. So I know we've got we got a real chance here. We got to work on the diplomacy. Yeah. It? All right. Um, I sent you guys all of these spellings. If there's anything else you guys want me to send you or spell for you, you, you just let me know. Uh, yeah. But uh, you guys did a a great job. You encountered some new things, some new frenemies, and uh, some new potential spouses. So um, yay. Um, <laughs> Yay! Yeah. So, yeah. you guys uh, have fun, and I will see you all next time.
2: Alrighty. Bye. 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 Tune in next week for more fuckery because we have some serious questions and concerns.
1: How could you forget about Guzzaria? I'm sorry. It's
0: Endgame, Goosaria. Yeah, I've deleted your morally gray husband that I created for you, and it's just gonna be Gusaria from now.
2: Can it just, can can my moral, can at least Goosington turn into a really funky man?
0: After all of the things you've seen him do, do you really want to get with Goosington? Like, after everything you've seen him do. If if you are making that, that
1: turns into a goose, and you just go, and every once in a while, he'll just look at you and go,
0: Hunk! What if he i mean you've seen stardust right yeah, yes but if he- okay
1: no because it would be the equivalent of mr weasley but a goat
0: you remember that character that's what it is she has a point that's a very good point i don't want it to be end game I mean, what if he honks in bed, Ani? Like, Oh, just-
2: no. Turn him into Cassian, and I don't care if he turns into a fucking goose.
0: Yes, he would.
2: But if he looks like Cassian when he's not a goose, <laughs> he-, he can honk at me and bed all he wants. I don't care. You, you say that now. I
3: say
1: that you now, will, I know. You, you would care if he's just over there going, <laughs> <laughs> Especially if he does it like, It's not an aggressive honk, it's just the honk. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> As he finished oh <laughs> no, no, would, it would it would be done. It, it would, would be done ruin the moods so all fast.
2: No, you're right. It would.
0: Oh, and just the things you guys have seen Sir Goosington do too. Yeah, like, do you want that, do. <laughs> want that in a man? Do you want that in a man? It's just like think of that episode where he just terrorized a town and like caused a mental breakdown of a guy. <laughs> like, do you want that in a man? Let him do it to them, not me. I get the, you know the, the be- but you
2: have
1: to clean up the consequences. Oh, sure up the and especially just remember, he was shit as a duck every once a goose every once, every once in a while, right? <laughs> <laughs> There'd be goose poop involved.
0: Just, just say no, and <laughs> just right. think of like, Valkaria is gonna one day like lead her people, and then there's just gonna be Sir Goosington mm-hmm. running chaotically through the nameless city and that's your husband and you, you know have what? I, to deal with that you are directly responsible for that i do actually enjoy the idea
1: of okay like there's a uh, a very um ceremonial like meeting called and she sits at the head and sergusi sits a little <laughs> off to the side in a small chair and just sits there on um, a
0: velvet pillow
1: yeah with his cape and his knife
0: mhm mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's
1: just sitting beside her at religious ceremonies,
3: <laughs>
1: council meetings. You know, her. and he's just honk. Because
0: it it's one of those things where he can only be human for like an hour a day or something like that. Some most of the time, oh yeah, it's the, it's the swan princess, and he's only a man at night. <laughs> but
1: the rest <laughs> of the day, <laughs> but
2: during the
0: day, it's, okay. I have one hour
2: to bang my husband a day. That's it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to have a conversation with him, to have him sign any official documents with of him, having him meet your parents in under an hour. <laughs> <and> <laughs> like, hey, things are gonna, it's, it's, uh,
1: it's gonna require at least five business days to get anything signed.
0: And like, how would you get to know him? Like, you can't ask him questions. You can't, like, he can't ask you. Oh, it'll Little Mermaid, it,
2: you know, it'll like, Mermaid, you know, just, it. I'll just write it on paper yeah.
0: or whatever. Just the like ha- just write out the nod. alphabet and then have him go over and poke at each letter <laughs> to try to <and> spell <laughs> out sentences. Like oh cricket my- <laughs> for a A a, cra- uh, a goose Ouija board.
1: The goose yeah. A goose Ouija board. There you go. A gooey that- board. A
0: gooey <laughs> board. Ew. A goosey board. There you go.
1: Goosey board. <laughs>
0: goosey board sounds a lot a lot better.
1: Gooey well, board had- very- <laughs> board sounds like something else. <laughs> yeah. No. Thanks, yeah. Jessica. <laughs> I would have, I would have lived my entire life without the like <laughs> that whole trend of, put, of putting "ussy" on the end of it. <laughs> I would have lived in min- millennial uh, bliss, right? Knowing that. Fair enough.
0: All right, y'all. Let's wrap up this episode with a couple of disclaimers. All of the music from the episode can either be found from tabletopaudio.com or was made in-house by me and can either be found on serendipitous setting on YouTube or on our website, which is thesorrynotsorryge.wixsite.com forward slash TSNSGP. You can also find the link for our website on our link tree, which is on our Instagram at the Generation. All of our homebrew elements can be found on our website With the exception of the Wild Magic Table, which will be released pretty soon, I would say within the next few weeks, because we have about wrapped up all of it, and my players have finally gotten through uh, pretty much everything. So I hope you guys have enjoyed that and look forward to that release pretty soon. Uh, The Sorry Not Sorry Generation has no affiliation with the Wizards of the Coast or Critical Role. We're just using their mechanics and worlds, like all D&D campaigns do, to have fun. We have no affiliation with TabletopAudio.com. The Nameless City itself, however, is an original piece of home for Sorry Not Sorry generation, and as such does belong to us. You are, of course, welcome to incorporate it into your Exandria campaigns, but if you do, just give us a little tag, a little shout-out, so that uh, we can come check it out and see what you do with our city. If you have any questions about our campaign or any of our homebrew elements, please feel free to reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook, or through our website, as we're happy to talk to you about anything from the characters to the world, to our interpretation of the world, to many of the homebrew elements that we've incorporated throughout. So thank you guys so, so much, and I hope you enjoyed the chaos.